Welcome, everybody. Episode 157 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Uh, today's episode is going to be on the crew beta. Uh, Eric was awesome enough to send his beta key that he got, that he registered. That he couldn't use. That he couldn't <laughs> use. He was kind enough to send it my way. We all signed up, except for maybe, Corey, did you sign up for the crew beta? I guess not. Okay. Why? Because you didn't get it? Uh, did not everybody get it? No. I didn't. Will I didn't. didn't. I signed up three times. Eric's the only one that got one, and he sent it my way. I have no recollection of doing it, but that doesn't mean I didn't. But I didn't remember doing it either, to be honest, Corey. It was probably yeah, just right after saying. E3. And I might have. Or... I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's what our episode is going to be about. I, I, I played probably an hour and a half worth of, of it uh, to get a good feel for what it is. I had no idea, really. Uh, I just read a few things on the Internet about what, what the game was about. Um, so that's going to be our, our main topic for today. We also have a guest uh, my sister's boyfriend, Neil. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Glad to have you. Uh, Neil's a former professional hockey player, retired now. Uh, so we'll be probably talking plenty of hockey later on in the episode, right? Yeah, considering we've got a total playtime of two hours on the crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Combined. And most of it was just exploring, just driving around to different places. Yeah. So uh, Neil's going to have it. You've got your top five favorite video games of all time, yeah, right? Yeah, I crunched the numbers uh, a couple minutes ago, so I think I got something for you guys. Nice. Uh, Neil also played a little Mario Kart 8 with us, so we can talk about that when we when we talk about that later. I heard too, someone so. in the room's got quite the video game rage. <laughs> oh, is that? The Mirtha's sister. Oh, I could see that. That's what, I had uh, a, that's what Will said. I suffered from a little bit of video game rage, too, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, you guys all had it. Yeah, damn, you and Will really bad. Well, I had good reason. Will, especially to... from what I can remember. I can remember laughing at you guys when you get so mad. What? Uh, well, I have I had good reason, and we'll we'll get in, but we'll get into that later. Uh, uh, so let's let's talk about the crew. So the crew is in it's an open world uh, MMO RPG car racing game. I, I, they described it as an MMO car PG. Uh, RPG, which I makes like sense that. because it is it is a very RPG like game. Uh, it's set in the like a condensed United States of America, um, and it's uh, very open. Uh, we spent a lot of our time when we were playing it, uh, just driving around the map and and seeing a lot of different areas. It takes quite a bit of time to drive, uh, you know, even not too far away, you know, to different places. And uh, I think I spent most of my time in the Northeast and it takes quite a bit of time to drive from one area to the other, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's got a storyline too, which apparently Will told me is like what, 20 hours. Yeah. The, uh, I think I read on, I mean, it's Wikipedia, so take it right. for what it's worth. I think they said the total story is like 20 hours, which it's crazy to me because most games now are like eight to 12. Yeah. This is a racing game. A We're racing game. Duty. Yeah. Four. Call of Duty 4 is six hours, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a storyline, which which I, I I'm the only one of us that played the, the story, and I, I enjoy it. You play a an undercover FBI agent. I won't get into the specifics on why you become an undercover FBI agent. I'll save that for when people buy the game. But that kind of sets the 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 basis for for what the game is about, uh, and it gives you a reason to do all the racing stuff that you're doing. It's not just racing for racing's sake. Like at least in the story, there's a reason for for what you're doing. Uh, which is which is cool, and uh, Eric actually, we watched one of the uh, cutscenes from the, from the game, and they were really well done. Absolutely, it looked it looked like a television show. Yeah, uh, it's very cinematic, both in the the cutscenes and like a lot of the racing, like when you first start, uh, it shows like a cinematic, and it gives you a running start, and then you kind of start the race uh, after your car's already gone. So um, it it is a lot more cinematic than than your average racing game. Uh, graphics look good too. Oh yeah, you can definitely tell just from the the thirty minutes that I played that it's a lot more in depth and a lot more to it than any racing game I've played. Yeah, personally, not that my racing game knowledge is extensive by any means. Right. But right. Well, let's talk about the the map first. I mean, we you know we I, that was the main thing I wanted to do was to get a feel for how how big the map is. And I drove from you you start the game at least the demo in Detroit. Detroit, Michigan, and I drove from Detroit to like around where we live, uh, upstate New York. Probably took me fifteen minutes of going. I was going like one hundred and thirty miles an hour the whole way, uh, and it took me about fifteen minutes in in game to get from Detroit to, you know, it's what's what's Detroit like a eight hour drive from here, seven mm-hmm. hour drive. Cleveland, Ohio, six hours. So. Okay, so yeah, Detroit's not too much further than that. Yeah. Uh, it's in eastern Michigan, but yeah, it, it took quite a while. And you know, Will wanted to explore. Well, he went to New York City at first, and then well, I started out in Ohio, and then right. going as, to visit LeBron's hometown. Yeah, you know, I wanted to say hi to the Blue Jackets and shake LeBron's hand and all that. So <laughs> then I decided to go to where our hometown would be. So I drove there, which took, as Dan said, like it took a little less because it was from Ohio. So like seven minutes probably and then i went to new york city got into an intense cop chase and then fled the city and then went through chicago into montana which was really cool because eric came in on montana and you can say that was a pretty cool area right with all the yeah. snow yeah the snow uh, i noticed right away that uh, the snow gets built up on your car which was neat because you don't see that in previous games i don't feel like i never noticed it um but then we got talking about if there's changes in the seasons uh, we don't know for sure, but they definitely changed the settings in the different areas. Like he said, Montana was very hilly, and you're going up in the mountains, and there's s- snow all over the place. Um, and then I drove to, where was I? With There was like a fall setting. Uh, yeah, that was in, in, like, Virginia. Like, you were headed towards Washington. Yeah, I was driving DC. to Washington, D.C., and that was very, uh, it looked a, very much like fall. There was a lot of orange leaves on the trees and stuff like that, so... Um, it was pretty neat. Yeah, uh, we we saw a, f- a few landmarks. We Eric drove past the Washington Monument. Yep, uh, it's cool to see see that stuff. Comerica that Park, Comerica Park in Detroit. Uh, Will drove past Yankee Stadium, uh, which was also cool. We didn't we couldn't tell it was Yankee Stadium right away. I don't think it's like was it it wasn't quote unquote Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium was it or was it like a generic baseball park that kind of looked like Yankee Stadium see I haven't been to the new Yankee Stadium so I'm not really sure what it looks like from the outside but it was in the Bronx and that's where the yeah. Yankee Stadium is so I yeah. just we went to assumed. the professional baseball field in the Bronx yeah I did a tour of Brooklyn 
to see if and? I could find our Brooklyn studios. I found one small little strip that looked like Brooklyn to me, from what my experience has been in, in the Brooklyn okay. studios. Uh, okay. Before I found that, it looked more like Boston and really nice. Mm. Um, is, yeah, it didn't have as much character as what I've seen down in Brooklyn. Is there any really nice places in Brooklyn? Yeah, like where the brownstones are and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, like down uh, uh, like towards Prospect Park, um, it's all like where... F- families live wealthy families that actually own their houses um so that's that would be the nice brooklyn where i am it's either hip or hard okay Corey's definitely hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hard so yeah we and we only explored like the northern part of the continent the entire south you know none of us went to it all um, oh, yeah, we, we we almost made it as far as Seattle. I think was was as far like like we got into like the eastern Cascade Mountains. I think we're probably like twenty minutes away from Seattle. Yeah. Game like real world time. Uh, yeah, driving through the mountains of Montana, which are treacherous. Yeah. Well, then we got to Salt Lake City. We got to Salt Lake City and that a little bit cool. west of there, which, uh, like I said, was was probably eastern Cascade Mountains. Like I said, it's a uh, if you've ever played Euro Truck Simulator, which Corey, I know you have. It's oh, yeah. it's it's condensed a little bit like that. You know, okay. it, it, it's like that, but in the United States, um, where it takes I lo- fifteen minutes to drive from Krakow to Berlin. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't <laughs> picture. I can't picture the distances in that. But um, I read on Reddit pe- people that have played it. Uh, someone drove from Miami to Los Angeles. He said it took him about an hour and a half. Damn. Oh. And that's going hundred and probably one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty miles an hour the whole way. That's you know. Cool. I, I really liked uh, Salt Lake City. The ski resorts are pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, what it, I guess it was east of Salt Lake City in the mountains still. Ski uh, resort. There, yeah. there were ski resorts, and then you, you, you know, drove down. To, we should have gone to the Salt Lake. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, it's fine. I'm more. I well, wanted to stay where I was familiar. Yeah, I was gonna say you. That's when you wanted to go to Washington. Yeah. So we we had to go uh, back to Detroit because we could fast travel there, and then you drove, which took twenty minutes to get from Detroit to DC. Yeah, probably, probably around there. Um, mostly on highway, a little, little bit of back roads and stuff, but a question. Um, yeah. Uh, we're talking a lot about, you know, the map of the U S and in driving in familiar areas and stuff. Is that the draw of this game or is there something else to it? That's like, this is fun. Uh, the draw for me is the, the RPG stuff, which, which I'll get into in a little bit, but okay, that was one of the things that I wanted to experience when I, when I played the beta was, to to get a feel for how big the the continent was because gotcha. that was that was what that's one of the selling points of the game is there's you know all these places you can go to and even like the back roads will have stuff on them to do like races and uh challenges and stuff that you can do uh there wasn't all that stuff in the beta the only place in the beta that had stuff was the midwest region so everything yeah. else everything else was just you could explore but there wasn't missions and stuff you could do in them so uh but yeah the 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 more rpg stuff is is really what's going to draw me to the game um you have a lot of different vehicles you can choose from in the beta you could only have the uh chevy camaro the new one the uh ford mustang the two i think it's a 2011 ford mustang gt and then the dodge challenger srt 
or it was the Nissan 370Z. Now, the the three American cars were muscle cars, and I'm not as inter- in, interested in muscle cars, so I ended up going with the, the 370Z because of the handling on it. Um, but there, there's a lot of different cars, and I, I don't know that they've announced all of them yet, but um, I already know that I'm going to use the Focus RS because that's, like, my car. Uh, so that's going to be the car that I'm going to use when when I buy the full game. And I'm going to focus on off-road racing because that's <laughs> I like rally racing. So, so there's that. Um, but yeah, there you know you you can buy. I don't know. You could probably have a garage full of cars. I would imagine uh, there's there's a you have like a headquarters where you you know keep track of your story missions. You keep track of your cars. You keep track of uh, your your own character. Like has upgrade levels and stuff. Uh, I've made it to level three. And uh, you unlock perks like uh, better braking percentage, um, you know, faster acceleration percentage that you can upgrade as you level up. And then your car itself uh, has has a level. So, like, you know, you could have cars that are low-level, cars that are high-level. So they're, they kind of grow independently of each other, which I think is cool. And as as you do more with your car and races and stuff, you, you unlock levels specifically for that car. And obviously, the higher the level of the car, the better the stuff you can put on it. So you know, the the better the performance. Uh, but there seems to be a, like a lot of parts. I, I looked at uh, rims specifically, and there was like two hundred and fifty pairs of rims that you could put on your car. So dang, uh, that's a lot. You just know? rims. Just rims. I didn't get into too many engine parts and stuff because I was low level and there wasn't a lot of stuff I could do for that. But um, there's also uh, you know different specs for your car, like for what based on what you want to do so there's the street spec which is uh you know it it tunes your car specifically for street type racing there's the off-road i think it's called dirt dirt spec which is for obviously off-road racing there's one for raid which i'm not sure what that is um so there's different specs and like that'll that'll gear your car more towards whatever type of racing you want to do too so and then uh performance parts get upgraded through that so that's kind of the RPG elements in a nutshell. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed the game. I thought the story was um, good, especially for a racing game. I was yeah. a lot more interested in it than I thought I would be. Um, and that's only playing like three or four of the the missions at the beginning. So um, graphically, it looks nice. I was very surprised by how big the map was. There's a lot of driving to do. Yeah. Uh, to to explore everything, and I like how they put the wave the little waypoint line above in the yeah. air rather than on the road yep. the, the, G- yeah. the gps is up above your head in like a bright blue line I'll tell you which what, is really cool i didn't even notice that Corey, until you said it and i think that uh, that's a great point because it does feel a lot better up there mm-hmm. it's easier to follow yeah i think than if it's on the ground or even right in front of your it's car it's not intrusive yeah, I think the the UI as, as a whole is pretty nice. It's really nice. Um, the bottom right-hand side is where your, like, mini-map is, and you can have it be small or big. Like, if you're driving around where you don't really know where you're going, you can have it be a little bit bigger. It takes up more of the screen, but you can, you know, especially if you're, at, you know, in a busy city area and you need to see specifically what street you need to turn on, it's it, it'll make it a little bit easier. Uh, and then the bottom left-hand corner is the, the tachometer and the speedometer and, and all that fun stuff, so... Um, that's, yeah, the, the, the UI is nice looking. I bet this game was a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can imagine. And it feels like car nuts kind of led the, led the development, you know, uh, just because of all the, the minutia, you can 
tune in your car, um, which is what interests me. You know, one of the reasons I didn't like uh, Car Mechanic Simulator was because it wasn't wasn't very specific. You know, uh, whereas this game, I feel like there's a lot more tuning you could do to your individual car, which is you know something that that definitely interests me. So, um, but yeah, that's a it's definitely going to be a buy for me. I look forward to when we can get a crew together yeah and i think that's stomp gonna, some people online gonna be the meat of it for me yeah is getting us all together and driving around and doing missions and probably be bullies yeah why not yeah we'll probably mess with people i'll only bully we... if i can be in a yaris okay yeah well yeah if, if they're not gonna release the rav4 i'm not getting it <laughs> yeah i can imagine toyota will be in the game in in some way um there's like a, a lot of the manufacturers only have one car Ford and Chevy have multiple cars. Um, like BMW only has one car. There's a Bentley on there. There's I didn't see Porsche on there, but I know Porsche's on there. Um, yeah. So I can imagine they'll add. I was thinking maybe DLC they'll add more, more auto types. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. When's that one come out? Do you know? November 11th. I think Ooh, is something else coming out then? Yeah, Halo. I think it is Halo. Shit. I think I saw on the schedule that that's well, that's what comes out. That's all right though. Totally like, different games. Yeah, It'd be good. And, and Halo's not like a fresh thing or anything, so that's that's fine. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Me too, man. It seems fun. Neil, I mean, you watched us play for a little bit. Would you? Would what was your impressions just watching on the on the computer screen from a distance? Uh, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, like you said, the cities are kind of, you know, relate to... Yeah, I mean, I don't they're think, actual cities. Yeah, like like you guys were saying, I don't think they're exact replicas Mm-mm. of the map or whatever. But, yeah, looked, pr- looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice graphics. I was uh, surprised at how, you know, it being Ubisoft and them not doing a very good job with PC ports, uh, it ran really well. Last night I had a little trouble with uh, some some stuttering, especially when it was loading. But when we when we played today, it was all like perfectly fine. You know, it, it ran smooth as silk, so that was good. But yeah, uh, if you have any interest in racing games, I this is probably the way to go. Although there is quite a few racing games coming out this fall because Drive Club is coming out and Project Cars is coming out. But this this at least for me is is more my type of game. You know. As I said, they they called it an MMO car PG, uh, which I think is cool. So, uh, I think Drive Club is kind of taking a back seat to the other two, even Project Cars. Yeah, uh, and I think part of the reason it's just coming out too late. It should have come out when they said. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been interested. I've, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Even if it's the free version, I won't play on Drive Club now. Yeah. Be just because. Because of uh, you know the crew and and project cars, so. and if you're not going to play it, that kind of defeats the purpose of me playing it, right? Because and I, don't, I mean I don't know about Will, because Will I like doesn't you don't really care for much for racing games, right? No, I usually don't like them at all, but I liked this one. Yeah. So that'll be my uh, racing game of choice this this season. There you go. There it is, the endorsement from Will Murtha himself. Yeah, get the crew. <laughs> Are they paying you? I wish. Yeah. Right. I wish. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on the crew? Not for me, Dan. Yeah, I, I'm hoping the beta, like, I think the beta ends tomorrow. Oh, does it? I think. It wasn't very long. It was only, like, five or six days. So I'm hoping I can get some more time with it and play a little a little bit more of the story and maybe do some of the, the side missions. But 
Um, yeah, so far so good. I'm I'm digging it. I think it'll be nice to play it on a TV too. Uh, I'll be getting it for PS4 because this computer chair is not comfortable. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> it's my old one and. You know, it's just better to sit in front of a TV for for that type of game. At the very least, I did have a controller, so I wasn't trying to play a racing game on on PC with keyboard and mouse because I think that would be terrible. This beta was PC only. PC only. Yeah, that's silly, Interesting. right? Yeah, maybe well, they were uh, capitalizing on the the people that were left out of the Destiny beta, myself included. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Kind of smart. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if they'll do a console beta. That, uh, that would be nice because maybe I'll actually get into it and not have a ton of issues like i said it's just funny to me that eric was the one that got the the beta the key. one who couldn't play it on pc right it's that good irish luck of eric's i've had a lot of it lately yeah i've had zero luck with with betas zero but what can you do so anyway yeah that's that's the the crew um i really did like it so far so you got my endorsement at this point we'll see how it is when it comes out though Ubisoft has a little trouble with their stuff. I'm probably going to buy it regardless yeah. of reviews. I will too. I'm not even going to wait for the reviews. But I will too. Just because I, you know, like I said, it's my type of game. But anyway, uh, do we want to do nibble bits? I got mine ready. Yeah, I, I, I meant sure. to do that at the beginning of the episode and I forgot. So we'll do them now. Eric, go ahead. What do you got for right. us? I got just got two this week. Uh, I just want to talk about the PlayStation Play promotion that they've done for a few years now the lineup for this year is uh, really good i'm mm-hmm. excited for it starting july 29th rogue legacy which have we all played that yeah well yeah you play that yeah I played did it a we all beat it no three of us beat it three of us beat it and all liked it a lot <laughs> yeah uh so that's july 29th the swapper comes out august 5th which Corey and i played dan did you play that one no i have it i just haven't played it you'll like it um it's a tough puzzle game with a really, really cool setting. Then Ho-Ho Come comes out August 12th, which looked interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about it, but it's one of those artsy indie games. Um, and then Counter Spy, which I actually know nothing about, is August 19th. But these are all cross-buy for Vita, PS3, and PS4. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Um, and this is also this is the promotion where if you buy any two, you get $3 back. Any three, you get $6 back. And if you buy all four, you get $10 back. Wow. PlayStation Plus members get 20% off pre-orders. So, nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. And my other one, um, just in case you didn't have enough games to buy this fall, uh, Persona Q for 3DS is coming to North America on November 25th. I know it's a big franchise. Nothing we've played. I've not played it, but I've really wanted to. Yeah, me too, so... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I could squeeze another game into my fall fall lineup. Yeah. Even if I could, I couldn't. I don't think I could afford one. Right. I can't squeeze another nickel out. Yeah, I hear you. We'll see when when we get there. I might be able to to swing it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Will, what about you? I only have one, and uh, a Sheik was announced to be a playable character in Hyrule Warriors. So I remember when we were worried that Link was the only playable character in this game, but I think they've announced like maybe close to ten. Yeah, they've they've announced quite a few characters. Characters. Mm-hmm. So. The game's shaping up to me for me to be a uh, must-buy. Yeah, well, yeah, so. I think if you have a Wii U, you should probably get Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, when's it coming out again? Is it September 26th. September. <laughs> That's not too far off. Yeah. At all. No. God, it's almost August, you guys. I know. Crazy, right? We were talking yeah. about this before we fired the old show up. Yeah. Yikes. Time goes by too 
goddamn fast. Yeah. All right, uh, I will go next. Uh, PlayStation 4 is getting 3D Blu-ray support next week. I file that one under I don't really care. But at the same time, I think once the Morpheus comes out, I think this is going to be a lot more of an interesting feature. Um, I can't picture myself ever buying a 3D TV, wearing the stupid 3D glasses just to watch a movie. But, you know, once Morpheus comes out and and the movies are designed around being actually 3D and not just some images popping off the screen, uh, I think it'll be a lot more of a neat feature, you know. Corey, any interest in 3D? I know. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're definitely not alone. And I still I still don't get how that really sort of took off for like two years. I don't think it did. I think they were trying to force it down our throats. Right, but that's that's what I don't understand. Like, what a waste! Like they had to have known nobody really cared about it. You know, like why why spend the the amount of money they spent on developing the 3D video was probably not worth what they made back in the a little bit of extra money towards ticket sales. Yeah, maybe. Do you think they were trying to get they they thought it might be big and they were trying to get get well, in that, or get in early type of that's thing? That's how I'm confused. Like, how could they think that? Yeah. It was almost universally like, ah, this is stupid. Yeah. You know? Maybe, like, kids liked it, but yeah. I don't know. The, the, well, I mean, the only movie I saw in 3D was Avatar. Which was a good example of it. Yeah. Uh, the movie was terrible, but the oh, 3D yeah. in it was, was good. But it didn't it didn't really add anything, I didn't think, to the movie, to you know, to make it a better movie. There's another one I saw that I thought was really well done was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I heard the animated ones are a little bit better with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Animated movies are. And I think maybe How to Train Your Dragon I saw in 3D as well, and that was all right. Um, I unfortunately saw the first Hobbit movie in 3D. I didn't want to, right. but the, the group I was with wanted to. Um, and it just bothered me. I just hate having to wear glasses. Yeah, yeah. Especially dirty glasses. Oh yeah, because you see, I, they did that study where they they took one out of a movie theater and swabbed it and put it in the petri dish and grew the cultures and stuff, and they like all this nasty bacteria was oh, all yeah. over them. And well, I just know that if I was the one cleaning them, if I looked at them and they looked okay, I'd be like, okay, they're clean, and just move them along, you know. Oh god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even if they didn't look clean, I'd say, yeah, these look clean. Right? Yeah, these are good. Um. So. Yeah, that's there's that. Uh, and then uh, along more interesting lines, 2K is teasing something Bioshock related. I don't know if, if any of you guys saw this, but uh, 2K had like a, a poster almost from, from one of the older games. Uh, it was like a, a mermaid almost that had Eve on it, something about, I don't know, I read it, but it's... People were people. People were, of course, speculating on what that could mean, and a lot of people seem to think it would be. It was a HD remake of all the Bioshock games. Would anyone be interested in HD remakes of Bioshock, Bioshock Two? Not I. I, I would. Yeah, I would. I pro- I would be for. I really like Bioshock One, Bioshock Two, not as much, but I would be interested uh, in a in a high def remake uh, with uh you know the in the Bioshock Infinite engine. I think would be cool. Uh, some yep. other people speculated maybe. Uh, like uh, that strategy game that they had talked about making for the Vita, but making that for you oh know, the one everything. the one that Ken Levine said was going to be like Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah, in the Bioshock Universe, yeah, that would be cool, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, people were hoping it wasn't a mobile game because that that was also <laughs> speculated. Everyone but Corey was hoping that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh god, I hope it's not a crappy mobile game. 
which because uh, Irrational Games is like closed down, right? It's or did they just? Yeah, they're, they're no, they're no, they've they've shuttered. Okay, so Ken Levine just started a new studio that he's working on something else on. He yeah. said he's going to work on smaller right. stuff, right? Yeah. So that means anything Bioshock would not be Ken Levine related, right? I don't know. I don't know who owns that IP. I don't know if that was part of whatever agreement. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how that whole thing shook out. Yeah. Um, I assume he could make something Bioshock if he wanted to. You know, probably it's kind of his baby. So yeah, I mean, he could he could still make something Bioshock with his new studio and have it be published by Two K, right? Yeah. There's no reason why not. Yeah. Okay. So that was interesting. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's not a t- mobile game. That would be terrible. Well, they did it to me with Deus Ex. So I that's hope, true. I hope everybody gets crushed with a mobile game. <laughs> I think that's what people were thinking when they saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then my last one uh, is where was it? Maybe the next Last of Us will be a mobile game. <laughs> mobile, yeah, with microtransactions. That would be great. That would be disheartening. Yeah, it would. <laughs> what uh, did I read about that, Eric? This week, the news about The Last of Us. It was like a oh, it's a- going to be like a one-time stage show they're doing of The Last of Us. Oh no! I was neat. thinking about the the installation for oh, PS4. It's, 50 it's like gigs. fifty gigs. Yeah, my hard drive is going to be filled up in no time. Fifty gigos. I'm gonna have to get a but, new one. But now that you bring it up, a stage play. Yeah. Yeah, one time stage performance of The Last of Us. Where are they going to do it? Los Angeles, I think. Ah crap! Yeah, sorry, Corey. I think it was Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure it was Los Angeles. Uh, but anyway. Moving on, October's load was lightened a little bit. Uh, I was going to say Bioshock Infinite. Dragon Age Inquisition was delayed from its original date, uh, October 7th, which is great because there's a lot of games coming out early October, but also on October 7th. Got moved back to November 18th, which is the same day as Far Cry 4. So I don't know if they added anything by moving it later. but So... What day? Was that coming out the same day as Assassin's Creed? Shadows of Mordor. Mordor and okay. Originally. A few others, too. Yeah, there's a lot of games coming out. In, so Drive Club was supposed to come out in the 7th. I think there was, like, two other games that weren't as big, but uh, Skylanders is coming out on the 5th. The 3rd, I, I think it's the 3rd that Smash Brothers 3DS is coming out. So uh, that was a busy or expensive few days, uh, busy game, busy release game dates, so. That's actually good for me. I was kind of hoping I got pushed to next year because I have like 14 PlayStation to 4. To next February, Will? Yeah. I have like 14 <laughs> PlayStation 4 games that like are on my list for that I want, and I'm just like, I can't spend like $800. Yeah. Dude, I know. When you put it in money terms as opposed to number of game terms, yeah. it makes you kind of ill. Yeah, you're like, geez, well, I can't do that. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta, here's what you got to do. You got to put it in which of these am I actually going to play terms. Corey, I, well, in Will's case, none of them. Corey, I bought Murdered Soul Suspect that I hadn't even played it and traded it in. Did you get rid of it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna get it on PC when it's really cheap. I'll play for. I'll play all the games. Uh, it's it's. If they're good, I'll keep playing them. If they're not good, I'll trade them in. Speaking of Dan, I forgot Watch Dogs again. That's okay. I'm not uh, at this point. I'm not gonna because Last of Us comes out next week. So. Well, I'm excited for you to play I'll that. I'll have that. And PlayStation Now beta comes out the end of next week, so I'll have that. Is that open? Watch Dogs. I think it's open beta, yeah, because it's closed beta now. You better get your purse out for that one. Well, I, I think everything's <laughs> going to be free during the beta. I won't buy anything. But I think they're not going to have everything on there. It's going to be just a handful of games, you know. 
but but yeah, no, I wouldn't buy anything. I just wouldn't bother with it if if I had to pay for anything, especially at those prices. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, especially since I'm going to be saving for all the million games that are coming out in the fall. So I know. Ugh. So there's that, Corey. What do you got for nibble bits? Titanfall now has in-game currency. Uh, of which you can use to buy burn cards and Titan insignias, which, if I remember correctly, didn't you guys say burn cards were already in abundance? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yep, and useless, pretty much. I think maybe certain ones people want would want to buy. Okay. Like to... A couple overpowered ones. Yeah. I think Titanfall's trying too hard anymore to stay relevant. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I don't know how many people are still playing it. Um, that come out this year? Yeah. Jeez. I really liked it when it came out. I th- it was a lot of fun to play for the first, th- what, 30 hours I think I spent playing it. And then uh, once I was done, I you know I, I deleted it. I have zero interest in going back to play it. But I got my money's worth. I think 30 hours is a good, good amount. I didn't yeah. get my money's worth. No. I got more enjoyment out of Forza. Yeah, because you bought a you bought an Xbox One, and that was like one of the first games you got for it. Right? Titanfall is the first game I bought for it. Yeah. yeah, it was the Titanfall bundle, wasn't it? No, it came with Forza. Oh. They were out of the Titanfall bundle. Yeah. So I bought Titanfall and uh, yeah. played it for what a week, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, I had a game that was fun or a match that was fun, but yeah. for the most part, it was pretty bleh. Yep. What are you gonna do? Yeah, that's shooters now, though. Yeah, you're not kidding. Except for Destiny. Okay. So it's called the Black Market, uh, and it opens up once you're at level 11. Um, and the criteria by which you receive the in-game currency is a little bit different. You can do different things. One of them is winning a match, um, completing, completing daily challenges, kind of like Hearthstone does, etc. cetera. Uh, once you hit level 50, a percentage of your XP will become currency. I think level 50 must be the cap or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Before you okay. hit the what, what what generations? Yep, generations. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, immediately I thought, oh boy, this is just going to open the door to microtransactions. But they kind of got out ahead of that and said, don't worry, we promise we will never have microtransactions in Titanfall. So you only use in-game currency that you earn to buy these things. Earned in-game. Yes. That's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind that. No, I don't mind that either. That's why I do in Hearthstone. I mean, they give you two options: you can earn the currency or you can buy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm as fine. long as there's a way you can earn it, and it doesn't take a ridiculous amount of hours right. spent to equal the actual money you would spend. Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the whole Warcraft thing. If you want to spend sixty bucks for a level ninety character. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah, Guild Wars 2 is another example. You can buy the gems or you can earn the gems and trade them on the market or uh, earn gold and trade them for, you know, gems on the market, you know. There's an an exchange rate and everything. So not not that anything – most things in Guild Wars are are cosmetic other than, like, boosts, but – which are more experienced boosts. Yeah, it's not really boosts that affect – like gameplay, right? It's no, just, the like only thing, said, like experience. And... The only thing, like I bought a pickaxe that wasn't indestructible for mining. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, that's, that's not, not even no, because you still have to go Whatever. and gather the resources. Sure. So, um, uh, you can now transfer your Wii U data from one console to another. This would have been useful to me when I first got my Wii U. As of July twenty first, you can transfer users, Nintendo Network IDs, save data and downloaded content from one to the other so long as they are both working 
so my issue when I got my Wii U was that my Nintendo Network ID that was tied to my 3DS was started on Will's Wii U. Um, so once I got my Wii U, I couldn't transfer from Will's Wii U that Nintendo ID to mine. So I ended up having to delete both IDs and just make new ones. So that's how I lost all my, um, whatchamacallit, Street Pass games on my 3DS was because I had to create a new Nintendo uh, Network ID that was tied to the Wii U that I have now. Gotcha. Which was kind of unfortunate. Uh, I kind of wish this feature was was available. I'm not sure if you can, you must be able to do it over the internet, right? You'd well, think. My question is, they just added this? Yep. How long's the Wii U been out? Two years? About two years, yeah. Wow. I can't believe it's two years old. <laughs> oh, Nintendo. Just gotta laugh, you know? Yeah. That's all you can do. That's how you cope with Nintendo. <laughs> I just laugh. Yep. But that's all I got. Okay. You want to talk about your week, Corey? What'd you do? Uh, I just wanted to briefly touch on two things. On my way back from Binghamton on Sun Monday... Uh, I watched all of Star Trek Into Darkness, oh. which is the newest Star Trek movie. It's been on Netflix for I think it's I think it came out in 2013. It's been out I've like, been, about a year. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that really bad. Yeah, I, me too. I, I, I really love the first the, one, the first reboot that they did, yeah. um, just Star Trek, and I was re- really looking forward to this one. And I actually really really liked this movie. Um, it was a little bit not as good as the first one. The first one was super tight and you know buttoned up and everything and this one was a little bit more hollywood blockbuster um but it got me into star wars lore a little bit because i like how they're doing the alternate universe kind of reboot and that's how they explain star star trek lore star trek yeah uh that's they, they're, they're doing the alternate universe reboot and that kind of explains how you know all this old star trek stuff exists but they're redoing it uh, in in the new films, and they explain that with the alternate universe theory, and both versions of Spock are in the movies, and it's kind of crazy, but I, I like it a lot. But I, this is super nerdy, but I, st- I went back and uh, started watching the old Wrath of Khan movie because in this one, the main a uh, little bit of a spoiler, the main bad guy is Khan from from old Star Trek. Um, so I went and downloaded a Star Trek podcast just to hear what they thought of the movie, which is also super nerdy. But uh, come to find out, I. I I really kind of like the Star Trek lore, and, and I like how uh, they their thing. Star Trek's thing is it's more about the the science and realism of everything that's happening, rather than you know versus the Star Wars, where it's more about just like crazy whatever. Star Wars is is the, it's the hero's journey. It's it's an opera, you know. Right. It's, yeah. It's about it's the not, story. Exactly. Uh, and and t- you know, ten years ago, me would be totally disagreeing with me now, but I don't know. I, I just I started hearing a little bit about like the backstories and everything and how it all tied together and how little hints in Star Trek Into Darkness, um, they gave you little hints about like older lore and stuff, and it was just really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of into Star Trek now. Is that is that weird? No, I really liked. I saw the first, you know, the the first reboot Star Trek movie, and I really liked it. Thought, I thought it was really good. And I was never really into Star Trek. I was always more of a Star Wars guy. And it's 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 kind of weird that J.J. Abrams is directing both of them. Yeah. I still find that to be odd. Hey, but, they picked the right guy. Yeah, exactly. He he does a nice job with the stuff he works on. So Yeah, we really can't complain about that. No. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, Dan, you'd be interested in this. I don't think I mentioned it yet. I, I've been meaning to mention it. I've been reading Little Brother, the book by Cory Doctorow. 
um, who has sort of been an idol of mine the past five, ten years. Well, maybe not ten, maybe five years. But what he does is he writes – he's an author, and he writes all his books and puts them out on Creative Commons. Oh. So you can just download them, read them for free if you want. And, you know, he, he looks at it as if you like me and you want to support me, you can buy the hardcover. And, and a lot of people do, and that's how he makes his living. Um, but he wrote Little Brother as sort of a response to the 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 as a response to the government's response of nine eleven, like the Patriot Act and all that stuff. Um, and it takes place in the near future, and it's about these kids that react. There's a terrorist attack in San Francisco, um, and there's these young kids who are all a bunch of hackers, and it's their like fight back against Homeland Security and stuff and everything they do. And it is it's funny because. Uh, there's this thing, I forget what they call it, but it's the, the future Xbox. It was before Xbox One was announced. Um, so, like, Xbox 360 exists in this book, but then there's another Xbox, and that's where all the hackers, like, c- they communicate through this uh, hacked version of this Xbox called the Xnet. Huh. Um, it's all really cool and, and really smart, and if you, you know, you, a lot of people have heard us complain about this kind of stuff, so it's it's pretty on point with, with some of the stuff we think about and uh, talk about so I, I definitely recommend it little brother by cory doctorow i'll have to look into um, that that sounds good that sounds good yeah you can i mean i i've been reading it um through the internet on a web browser uh-huh. you can you can find it anywhere cool all right that everything cory yes all right eric what do you got for us for my week yeah <laughs> i didn't really do much dan i'll have more to report next week i'm heading down to new york city tomorrow after work to for a weekend Get some of Archie's Pizza with me. For a weekend of Arsenal and Archie's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in talks of maybe some Rogue Legacy while I'm down there, so Risk Legacy. Did I say Rogue Legacy? Yes. Risk Legacy. <laughs> there will be no Rogue Legacy being played. But uh, I think it's gonna happen, Eric, just so go, you know. Well, I, I hope it does happen. I'm looking Saturday f- at eight PM. Is it too early? Depends. I don't know how far away Red Bulls Arena is from your place. Harrison, New Jersey? That's a hike. Is it? How far is it? Well, I mean, it's New Jersey, so it's at least an hour. Fuck me. Yeah, it's too early, Corey. But we'll figure that out <laughs> off air. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I'm going down to the city for Arsenal and uh, hopefully get to hang out with Jared and Corey a bit, too, so. I don't really good. have much other than that. Yeah. We when did we record last? Sunday. That's why I feel it, it like wasn't it that long, long ago. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Will? I actually did a few things this week. Nice. No. Just, yeah, surprising, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, Neil and Allison are here, who uh you know, Allison's our sister and you know. So they're they're in and the coolest thing that we did was uh shooting off some guns on what day would it was it Tuesday? Wednesday? Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. So uh, one of my uh, dad's friends who lives in PA, you know, took us to his property and we shot off a bunch of guns and boy, was that a blast. How come you don't do cool stuff like that when I'm there? I'll go shooting fucking guns anytime you want, Will. I mean, I don't know. Take it up with mom and dad. I don't know. You're the golden child, so you shouldn't complain. (laughs) Yeah, but you're the baby, Will. They don't care. <laughs> uh, I the display that I saw at your family's party this past week, where you asked for tea from your mother upwards of seventeen times, and she came out with a canister of tea. I'd say they do care. It wasn't a hot tea though. Yeah, and then you complained that it wasn't hot. That's right. She did draw the line there. 
I think I when I asked for tea, it reminded her that she didn't put out the tea. Finally, she was just like, "Leave me alone." And well, I do the thing is whenever like she comes in, I'm always like, "Hi, mom." Like, kind of obnoxiously, and I already had, like, bothered her the whole day, so, like, she was getting really annoyed at that point, even when I didn't want anything. Just saying hi. But anyway, back to the guns. So, yeah, I don't remember what the specifics of the guns we shot off. I, just, I only remember the, the AR-15. The twenty two, A shotgun, and then I'm not big with the rifles, but, like, a twenty two. And 225 then, or 225? 225? I think that's what it is. I don't know. It made a really loud sound and had some kickback. Larger caliber bullet, I guess, than mm. the 22. So. I owned a 22 and I have a 20 gauge shotgun. But I, that's all I've ever shot. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were just shooting with the, the 22. Like, that was the first gun we, you know, were shooting off. And we had, like, a target that was, like, I don't know, 50 yards or something 25, like 25 yards oh it was 50 sorry 50 confirmation from allison 50 yeah so we're shooting 50 and like you know it, it wasn't that far so you know we're hitting it in the in the target area so then we shot off the 225 at like 100 or whatever and then like after we took a couple shots with that he had to shoot uh water jugs that were 200 yards out and all five people who shot hit the water jug on their first shot wow so apparently we're some marksmen. <laughs> and then after that we shot uh clay pigeons with the uh, shotguns oh, and yeah. like there was like one person on the right side, one person on the left side and he'd fire it into the, the air. For anybody who's shot clay pigeons, they're familiar with this. And like the person on the right would shoot and then if they missed the person on the left got to shoot. So that's how we did it and like we did that for probably hour and a half, maybe 2 hours. And then he like to let the co- the shotguns cool off, he brought out the AR15. Be shot off, but it's a sweet looking guy. Oh, man, was it so much fun? AR fifteen, you say? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. He said it, it looks like an M sixteen. He said it's a civilian version of the M sixteen. Yeah, the M sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And as while I'm firing this thing off in this field, we're in a little doe or buck. I don't know what the, what the name <laughs> is for a baby comes trot down the middle of this clearing. Neil just drops. <laughs> it was it was very safe. It, it, it knew its parameters quite yeah, well. But it's like I know it's not hunting season. You can't shoot me. But yeah, in the midst of all this artillery going off, this <laughs> little baby deer decides to cruise in the middle of this uh, field. It's That's kind of funny. funny. Pacing back and forth, taunting kind of. That's funny. But yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, it was funny to see my mom shoot guns too. <laughs> Your mom was is there. Is there video footage of this? Not of her. I got a couple pictures of her shooting. My favorite one of her shooting is when she's shooting the rifle. I'll send you're it to, to you. Yeah, you're going to have to send those to me. Yeah, it's, it was funny. And, like, she, would always, she was always really excited whenever she hit a clay pigeon. But, yeah, it was which it was hard, so it's impressive. It's exciting. Yeah, it's impressive when anybody hits it. That thing, was it, wasn't, it was not easy. I was just kind of shooting aimlessly trying to hit it. But, yeah, that was so much fun. There was kind of an incident with the Mirtha mom, <laughs> Ellen, um, pointing a loaded gun at people. But, uh, everyone, Sloppy Joe day, huh? Everyone's no worse for wear, so yeah. we made it through. Well, what, yeah, what happened with that exactly? You told the story, but... Basically what happened was is she wanted she didn't want to shoot any more guns, and we kind of like forced her up to do it again one more time. So, of course, like right off the start from there, like she didn't want to... She didn't want to keep going. She just kind of wanted to sit down and watch us do it. 
but it was me and her were kind of doing the the square off, and I was on the left, so like I was I only was on the left, so I shot second every time. And what he did is he loaded up two bullets and both the shotguns to get us out like more of a rapid fire thing. And she had the pump shotgun, so but she hit it on her first shot, the clay pigeon. So like I dropped my gun, and she was really excited, and she pumped, and she had like a big smile, and she pointed like turned, and the gun was pointed at all oh, of God. us, and we were all like, <laughs> I like almost dove out of the way and <laughs> stuff like that. Neil's just backing up like that. It was it was really funny and. Our dad was just like, Alan, what are you doing? <laughs> Yelling at her. Ugh. And she's like, That's I told you. scary. It is, yeah. She's like, I told you this would happen. <laughs> so when this AR-15 come out and we, what happened was the whole day we'd kind of just take a couple shots with all these guns and, you know, switch off or whatever. But when it was uh, her turn, <laughs> our guide um, made sure that he was within, I don't know, a arms reach of her uh-huh. yeah and he's still <laughs> directly behind her in case she like yeah just in case well she hit the the gatorade bottle and then as it tipped over she sh- kept shooting it <laughs> taking out some anger yeah. from raising <laughs> us that was from me asking for tea 17 times yeah it was, it was probably a probably a stress-free ride home huh <laughs> yeah you get Mom's all your been anger in a good shooting. mood ever since <laughs> shooting guns yeah she was pretty stress-free yep everyone's feeling good yeah um but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I had never shot a gun before, so doing that was an experience. And I wanted to shoot everything he had. He's a, like, I don't know. It was awesome. Yeah. You I ever would... want to go hunting, Will? I don't know. People hunting? No, well, no, Jesus. I don't think I could shoot a critter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like shooting the guns. It's fun. I kind of think I want to go deer hunting, but I'm not sure. Well, my thought is you have to get up really early in the morning, and then you have to go sit in the freezing cold woods. It's like then going it, to a Bills game. And then, it, well, yeah, that, I mean that's why I like going to hockey games because it's it's indoors. Uh, well, I mean I like this the sport too, obviously. But at, but then if you kill something, you have to gut it and drag, drag it. it. Yeah, that's not my kind of thing. See, I really, I really I'm enjoy far the too cold. lazy for that. So I think I could do it. I don't like it. I don't like being outdoors in general. But it's so nice out, Dan. Yeah. I've never got these people who they well, and I don't know how it is out here, but in my part of the woods, Saskatchewan, you know, they all want to kill a deer, kill a deer, t- kill a deer, and then they kill this thing and they make sausage with them. Like, well, what's in it? They're like, well, eighty percent pork, twenty percent <laughs> yeah, deer. Well, it's only a little bit of deer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't quite see the point in it. But yeah. 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 Well, my girlfriend's family, big hunters. And I always feel a little bit out of place when I go up there because I'm not really. I would grew, grew up in the country, but I would definitely would not call myself a country boy. Yeah. But I just always play the lazy card. I don't like going outside. I don't want to shoot anything. I don't think she wants me to targets. play the lazy card, though. That's no. the thing. She understands not wanting to go hunting. Though. Yeah. But I want her dad to think I'm a man. R- right. Right. <laughs> I think he already knows I'm not, though. Well, just tell him you prefer to hunt him with a hatchet. <laughs> yeah. He's going to look at me and be like, you're not fucking running a deer down. <laughs> no, I jump out of a tree. <laughs> you're not climbing a fucking tree. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he knows better than that. I watch soccer, for God's sake. <laughs> you think he respects that, Dan? No. You he, haven't told him, have you? I've watched it at his house. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, you're trouble. Oh. He's going to advise her not to marry you. Uh, jeez. I don't know, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. 
kill myself. <laughs> Eric's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Damn it. <sighs> but anyway, did you do anything else, Will? Probably. I don't know. It's been a short week. It's only been a few days. Yeah, I mean, we had the, you know, the welcome home Allison to Neil party. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Neil. Slash your dad's 60th birthday party, I thought. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. kind of a general general party. A Martha party. But yeah, Neil uh Neil played hockey here in Binghamton, so he's he's kind of having a a homecoming too of sorts. What do you think about yeah. being back oh, in you know, I relived some old glory today at the Broome County Memorial Veterans Arena. Did you? So uh yeah, oh. this is good. I always enjoy going in there and uh They gave you the keys to the rink when you left, right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't hang my number up in the rafters, but <laughs> they do let me uh, break in. Well, not break in. Sneak in. The door was open, but uh, yeah, snuck in a door to get into the actual arena there. And other than that, just uh, no, it's nice, nice seeing the town, getting around again, the yeah. place you lived for a couple of years. So it's been good. Nice. Okay. Well, you got told that you have a receding hairline, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I got a haircut because I do the thing where I let my hair grow out until it's ridiculously long, and I my dad berates me until I get it cut. So then I get it cut really short, and while I was getting it cut short, uh, the very Italian hair <laughs> dude told me I have a receding hairline, mm. and I'm too young to have that, so that really helped my confidence. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> don't worry. What can you do? I feel it receding right now. <laughs> I've been looking at it this entire episode. I know. And it's receded a couple uh, centimeters. So sad. What's your what's your hairdresser's name? Vito? Yeah, Vito. I have no idea what his last name is. Good for him. It's probably Corleone. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 157 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are in our What We Played This Week segment, but we're we're going to be talking to Neil right now, actually. Uh, Neil's got his list of top five favorite video games, uh, and Corey also has some questions that he wants to ask him. So, Neil, let's hear your top five favorite games of all time. Now, we should quantify this by saying you're not into video games, really, right? Like, it's not... Uh, you've, uh, you've played them, obviously, yeah, I've, but... I've, I've played them. I, uh, I mean, nowadays, no, I I really don't, other than the... The little bit of Mario Kart we played. Yeah, and... half an hour Mario Kart I've gotten in the last couple days, but... Yeah, yeah it's been a while, okay. for sure. But, uh, sure, if you want me to run them down... Let's hear it. I'll start with... Uh, well, I was telling Will... Uh, I guess it would have been yesterday that I owned a Sega Genesis when I well, yeah, when I was about I don't know how old when they came out or whatever. It's probably like twenty years ago, maybe. Were you about yeah. ten, eleven, sure, twelve? We'll say that, but yeah, I had NHL '93. Oh, okay. So that was my only game. Oh yeah. So I put that on my list. I've got Mario Kart. I played a lot of that in college. Um, do you do you remember which one? The Nintendo 64. Okay. Is that the first Mario one? Kart 64. That's the That was the second one. Okay. Great game. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was a fantastic yeah, we, game. We spent plenty of hours playing that. Um, I have Tiger Woods. Uh-huh. Played that more when I was playing hockey professionally a little bit. 
Okay. I, I would say that was the game I played the most. And yeah, the Tiger Woods games were good. And I guess to add to that, I had Guitar Hero on in this yeah. top five too because we had a roommate of mine in, here in Binghamton that we would pretty much play that every day after practice until about supper time. Which one was it? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I think he had a couple of them. So. No, who's your roommate? Oh, which, sorry, Fata. Oh, okay. Drew Fata. Fata. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And uh, nice. <laughs> the last one I had in here was ice hockey and for Nintendo, and that was I got a Nintendo around I guess I would say eight or something like that, and that was that was the first game my uh, old man bought me, so nice. I chucked that on the list too. So that's, that's fantastic. I'd say, you know, yeah. As far as games go, I didn't play much much else than those. So, what would you say your favorite of those five is? Uh or was i'd say mario kart actually okay yeah that's a good choice that's a classic game and and even nowadays it's still like it holds up well it still plays nicely for sure yeah so okay that's what i'll go with well thanks for that neil all right Corey, fire away all right so it's not often uh it's not often a i get to interview a professional athlete and and b we have a professional athlete semi-professional on the podcast. No, it's pretty professional. professional. Yeah. Uh, so, Neil, I guess it would be best to start at the beginning uh, with the Kindersley Clippers. Uh, okay. And my question is, what are the Kindersley Clippers? <laughs> what are the Kindersley Clippers? Well, Kindersley's a town in Saskatchewan. I would say it's 200 kilometers west of Saskatoon, if anyone knows where that is. Almost on the Alberta border. Okay. And a Clipper is a our logo was a plane, so it's the plane clipper, not the ship clipper. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So that's 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 my answer to that. Uh, what's that league? The SJHL, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Gotcha. Um, what What are the ages? That would be under twenty. So twenty and twenty year olds would be the oldest guys in that league. Too. Okay, so Two so them. so it, it it's a the same level as the the CHL. The, exactly. the same age groups as that. Just the step below. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, go ahead, Corey. All right, so wait, wait when did you play that then? Like I was 17 and 18. My last so, year in high school and then my first year out of high school. Okay, I never really understood how that whole thing works. So you're still in school and you'd go like summer or weekends or mornings or what? Uh, this, our particular team, we'd practice at lunchtime, so I think believe from what i can remember i took a couple classes before lunch got was done that at i don't know 10 30 and then uh went to practice from i don't know i'd say 11 30 to one and then rush school was the high school's right beside the rink so then we'd just rush back for class at 1 30 or something like that okay so we got i don't know we got the full i graduated on time so <laughs> Is that was that an issue with pe- people not graduating on time if they, uh, if they didn't get enough credits or whatever? This actually the Saskatchewan Junior League. There's not many um, high school kids playing. It's mostly eighteen to twenty year olds. But okay. there's there's a few, but I don't think too many guys had an issue. Maybe other than our uh, local legend, maybe around these parts, John Morasty. But oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> It's undetermined if he got through high school, but right. <laughs> bless his heart. Yeah. Okay. There's uh there's Morasty uh diplomaers out there just like there's Obama birthers. Exactly. 
Um, so you were drafted eighth round, 235th overall by the Ottawa Senators in 2001. My question is, we always hear the stories about the early rounder guys getting drafted and what they're doing and their parties and everything. But I was yeah. curious what it's like to go like in the later rounds and what were you expecting? Well, I believe I was rated 110th going into the draft in North America. So yeah, in the Europeans and that kind of pushes you to where kind of I ended up getting picked but uh this particular time the night before i had gotten so drunk like i I remember hearing the story near death we're talking like passed out in the park woke up made her home somehow on foot uh parents weren't too pleased with me but uh it ended up actually i was still sleeping and i kind of heard these like um, I slept downstairs and I heard these, you know, steps like running down the stairs or whatever. And my old, old man comes in the, in my bedroom and must have flicked on the lights or something like that. And he started chanting Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. that's, that's how I found out anyways. He had seen it. He, they were watching like just the, the ticker TSN or some, one of the sports channels in Canada, the ticker or whatever. And it had popped on. So. That's uh, that's the story about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of had to be kind of excited, though, right? It, oh, I was, I was pumped. I was yeah. definitely pumped. Being Ottawa, well, I, I don't think it really mattered. It mattered to me who, but it worked out okay. And uh, say so you could have picked a team. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, people always ask me now if I have favorite teams and stuff like that. I, other than Hockey my fan first, yeah. Other than my Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League, um, I can't say have one. So yeah, fair enough. Whoever it would have been would have been a okay with me at the time. I'm sure. Uh-huh. So you then spent the next four years as a Minnesota Duluth Bulldog, uh, where you earned UMD's Rookie of the Year award after playing in more games than any other rookie. Is that accurate? Uh, I would say probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did my research. Yeah. See. Sounds sounds like you did. What brought you to Minnesota? Uh, I you know what I went on a couple school visits in the D one loop. I went to Northern Michigan, uh, Bowling Green, uh, Western Michigan, Duluth, and Saint Cloud. And I think I just picked picked there. I the assistant coaches they're pretty cool. They showed us showed us around town and. Actually, it was the only visit I went on that I got drunk at too. So maybe <laughs> that that helped a little. Maybe bit. maybe that played a role too. The the older guys t- got us into the bar. So, which uh, from what I understand, they really advise against. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a story about recruiting. We had Joe Pavelski of the San Jose Sharks visiting Duluth, and uh, I was around. I didn't end up going out with the guys, but they took them to one of the local establishments and I guess got him got him pretty uh, inebriated and brought him <laughs> brought him back to his hotel room and it, it ended up being his his uh, parents were staying staying with or came on the visit with him I guess oh. and uh, brought him to the door and uh, I guess his mother wasn't too impressed kind of <laughs> I, I mean I can't say for sure I wasn't there but the sto- as the story goes it was kind of like they dropped him off and she was like what did you do with my boy kind of thing uh-huh. and needless to say he was a wisconsin badger okay so <laughs> it didn't uh didn't work out too well 
so speaking of academic excellence, in 2004 and 2005, you had the highest GPA of any other Bulldog at 3.43. Yeah, I like to... I like to say I told your brothers yesterday I think I was responsible for getting a couple of the boys with uh, degrees of their own. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I was the only guy that maybe um, was at the library more than the bar. Nice. So, probably got well me, done. Probably got me through. Well done. End. Yeah. So. So 2005, you make your pro debut in Binghamton with the Senators. What was your first impression of the place we call home? Well, be brutally honest. I, yeah. have, I have a story about that too. I we the Holiday Inn <laughs> is the well hotel here across the street from the arena. So it was my first day in town, and I I think they I think my baggage had got lost, and I was going to get a toothbrush or something like that, and I crossed crossed uh, the river. Um to go i i don't i'm not sure the street i guess it's main street right uh yeah, yeah. that would be main street yep. yeah across the main uh street right main. there by uh fitzy's pub sure we'll yep. call it that but yeah anyways i crossed the bridge in main street in binghamton i was a little concerned for my safety but uh <laughs> but uh i got my got my toothpaste and got back to the hotel but Later, I learned it wasn't as bad as I had originally thought. Well, that, it is that now, night. just so you know. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good couple of year, good couple of years, good couple uh, seasons. So your inaugural year is also the year Denny the Hammer Hamel scored fifty six goals. Yes. Uh, in your eyes, what made Denny so successful and the hometown hero that he is today? He can shoot the puck. I mean. He he had you know he, some of the guys didn't t- particularly enjoy his personality, but uh, hey, what can you say? He got the job done. Fifty six goals is nothing to shake a stick at. A stick yeah. at. I, maybe he's like the Alex Ovechkin of the American Hockey League at the time. You know, uh, great shot, great shot, no maybe, defense. Yeah, maybe not a lot of anything else, but. <laughs> You know, lead the league in goal scoring. You're doing something right. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean that got he got he had a few games in the NHL after that season, right? Yeah, I think I'm not sure if it was the year after. I actually, oh, it was, it was. He made the centers out of training camp. I know I I played well in one game in training camp, but he had I know he had a hat trick against Eric Sabers, I believe, in Ottawa. <laughs> Who didn't? And, <laughs> uh, he, oh, I think that was when they were actually kind of good, good. So. Uh, that would have been like oh six oh seven around there, but uh, yeah, he made the he made the NHL the next year. I think got traded to Philly, and then yeah. So, so I I vaguely remember this story, and I'm not really sure where it came from, and I I, I don't know if you know anything about this, but is it true that Jan Platiel, your teammate, took off his helmet and smashed somebody's face with it? Not in my viewing. I. I... <laughs> I've never heard that story per se, but I, knowing the person, I can't, I can see it happening. Um, I witnessed him throw a skate across the locker room and denting the ice machine because uh, Dave Cameron was going to make us practice on a day he thought was going to be an off day. And he had a girlfriend in New York City he wanted to go visit, so he wasn't too pleased about that. But is that the same girl I saw him walking around Wegmans with? Could be, could be. I I don't. I think can't I, blame him then. I don't think I ever met her, but 
No, if that if you heard that story, I can see it being true. <laughs> but unverified. Yeah, All unverified right. by me. Do you stay in touch with Corey Pecker? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned those two guys because <laughs> Neil was telling us just yesterday or was the day before that those are the two weirdest dudes he ever played with. Well, you could tell Corey Pecker was a strange bird. You really could. What would give you that away by his <laughs> clown fro? Everything about him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have the greatest of style, we'll say. So, um, him again too. I don't know if a lot of the boys appreciated him that much, but uh, just because he was quirky. Yeah, he probably would have been my favorite guy to hang out with. He was fun to watch on the ice. He, you know what? He had a lot of talent. Um, he he was actually a pretty good hockey player, but uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if it was his personality. Well, obviously it was his personality, I guess. But, yeah, a lot of the guys didn't appreciate him huh. either. All right. Interesting. So this brings us to 2007 when you signed with, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the Italian name right, Balzano. I, that's how I would pronounce it, yeah. Uh, in the Italian league where, uh, from what I understand, the internet tells me you led them to their title the RBK Hockey Cup Championship? Well, from my memory, if my memory serves me correctly, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, in what way? I mean, and, and what did that mean to you, like coming from North, playing North American hockey and then winning a uh, uh, championship in Italy? I mean, was it still a, a extremely rewarding feeling? No, to be honest, I couldn't really have cared less, but um, the North Americans playing in Europe, I and I'm pretty sure it's all of them, but all you you've got a lot of bonuses, bonus money tied up in winning the playoffs and winning the championships and stuff like that. So I made off with a little more cash because we uh, won the championship. But as far as rewarding, I would say it was not not on the top of my list of my hockey accomplishments. That's for sure. Okay. It says on their Wikipedia page they are the most successful team in the Italian Ice Hockey League. Probably, 19 yeah. championships. Actually, Yarmir Yager played there before he came over and played nice. in the NHL. So, oh, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've had some good players run through there, I guess. 2009, rejoining the Senators. Uh, how did that play out? I, I don't know if I've ever heard how that how that happened, how that came about. That year? That was when you were playing th- for Stockton, right? Yes. Y- yes. Um, yeah, after I played after the Italian hockey experience, the European hockey experience, I didn't really want to go back to that area of the world. So uh tried to get back into North American hockey and ended up being in Stockton for, I guess it would have been maybe the first month of the year. And then uh, Binghamton gave me the call and I was on the next plane out. Um, I think Brandon Bell had got called up at the time. To the to Ottawa, so there was a spot open and uh, got it and kind of ran with it. Yeah, I mean they they so that they probably like reached out because they knew you and they knew yeah what I kind think, of hockey player you yeah, were and it was a good fit. Mike Bosniak, who was coached coached me the for my first years of the B Sens, uh, was still around town, so I think he was maybe the driving force behind me getting back here for that year. Cool. Uh, speaking of Drew Fada, a fellow defenseman and turns out roommate, uh, had this quote about you that year. Uh, Trucker's pretty much one of the most successful players we have. 
He's not flashy, and sometimes if you don't notice him out there, then he's doing a pretty good job. That's just the way he plays. I don't think he knows any other style to play. To have a guy back there, you always know what you're going to expect. Do you have anything you'd like to say to Drew Fada? Not really. I mean, that's I mean that's what they say with guys who have not as much talent as everybody else, right? Like, <laughs> like it's the it's like the bad kid and on the football team or the baseball team. Like, yeah, you know, he he does his job. He's you know what he's how he's gonna play and stuff like that. So maybe I consider that an insult. I don't know. <laughs> uh. That's what I was wondering. Was it? Was it? Was was in this quote? Was it tongue in cheek kind of thing? Like he was he was uh, uh, playing prank on you or something? I don't. I don't, know. I don't know about that. But you get you know you get these reporters asking you questions and you know you just gotta gotta go with it. Exactly. You gotta throw something out there. So I'm sure. Well, obviously that's what he did. So all right. Uh, one of the most stressful hockey games of my game-watching career was your Game 7 Western Conference Finals between the Houston Arrows and Hamilton Bulldogs that you were with at the time. Yeah, May 25th. Uh, uh, say again? May 25th, I believe, 2011? That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, first of all, a great series and a, and a fantastic game, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts overall on, on the series and the game and and, w- and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it was a chance to play the B Sens in the Calder Cup Finals, and uh, yeah, it kind of worked out. I don't know, like uh, hockey, like life. I think in general, success and whatever is a lot about luck. But we had ended up beating uh, Houston in Game Five in Hamilton to go back to Houston for Game Six, and uh, ended up. I th- believe it was the May long weekend in Canada, and I think. Uh, what's your long weekend in uh, Memorial Day weekend? Memorial Day, yeah. So we ended up driving to Buffalo. Uh, we were gonna fly out that morning. We were gonna stay in a hotel in Buffalo, and we got to the border, and uh, it was gridlock. So we got caught up at the border. We were there till like four in the morning. Ugh. Ended up having to go straight to the airport. Didn't sleep all night. Um. So we got, I think we were all on different flights too, but we got, my group got into Houston about noon. So got, got a couple hours of sleep for a nap or whatever. And then, you know, the next day was game day, but we pulled it out that game six. And uh, I believe it was, it for sure it was overtime. And then, yeah. And then uh, game seven rolled around and I think we just kind of ran out of gas. And uh, yeah, they, they scored with a minute and minute and a half left to take them on to the finals. So wasn't uh it wasn't a very good time in my life i knew it was kind of i had an inkling it was my last game so i was maybe a little more bummed out than most but sure uh, yeah it wasn't a, but, wasn't but a, a good, good note to go out on in my opinion because it was such a such a great series yeah i mean yeah it was fun it was my first kind of playoff experience like that in pro and uh yeah it was a good time for sure how big of a wimp is carson mcmillian Oh, uh, you're watching the YouTube clips, hey? Uh, <laughs> no, I, as you pro- would have saw, seen in the uh, clip that I think anyone would have tried to do what I did after the stuff that was going on in that, so. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, what's what's up with Jeff Svez? Svez? Oh, I was, him. I was going to ask that, actually. In uh, the the Bicoke, Ontario guy? Okay. Syracuse. Okay, you, I, you fought him twice. 
Bottom twice. December 26th and April 1st. Jeff Swez? Yeah. yeah. Swez. Okay. I, I remember the Swez fights. S-Z-W-E-Z. I maybe remember the first one. Uh, I don't think it went too well. <laughs> then the second one, I don't even, I can't even recall. So the second it, one says it was a draw on the website I'm it, looking at. It couldn't have been that bad because you remember the times you win and you remember the times you get beat up. So Okay. It, uh, I can't see. The, the draws don't really stand out at yeah, all. Yeah, it might have been just a skirmish and kicking people out at the end of the game or something like that. What's the deal with Carson McMillian? Did I miss something here? Yeah, Corey just asked me about him. I know, but <laughs> I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, what happened? Well, you can see him pitchforking me where, with a stick oh. where someone shouldn't be pitchforked. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't really take too kindly to that. Well, so. sure. Nor should you. Yeah, exactly. So I tried taking... Oh yeah, he did. Cut yeah. you a couple, yeah, three, four times yeah. there. And I, I, I know I got the extra two minutes for that for instigating or something like that. So Jeez. I wasn't very happy. No. No. Uh, no in the words that. of the Mighty Ducks, two minutes well worth it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so I was corrected, Neil. I thought you were left-handed. It turns out you're left-shooted. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I write with my re- right hand. Golf with. Golf from the right side. I hit from the right side. Shot hockey pucks from the left. Was that by design, or was that just what was natural for you? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That's just what I started doing, I guess. Okay. Because I know, uh, I know, like a, a lot of people when they're younger, their parents try to get them to bat left-handed, or, or you know, or do things like pitch left-handed, throw yeah. left-handed. No, it, I think it was just, uh, yeah. How it, how it worked out. Okay. That was a little bit my what, what I was going to get at, Dan, is, is what you were talking about. Do you – I just sort of have this theory that do you think left-handers have an advantage in youth sports just because most people are right-handed? Um, so that allows them to stand out a little bit, which which leads to a little more playtime and attention, and then all of a sudden you have just as many left-handers playing pro sports as right-handers. Well, I actually think – I don't have the numbers, obviously, but I would say there's more left-handed shooting hockey players than right by probably a good good percentage. Okay. So, I don't do know. you think that has something to do with it, maybe? Mm, not really, I don't think, no. Okay. No, but, yeah, I, I like I said, if I could guess, I'd definitely say I'd say probably 10% more lefties than righties in, huh. in hockey. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, are you aware your Wikipedia page links to Olivier Fortier's Hockey DB page? No, I did not. <laughs> I have to get your PR rep on that. Yeah, I'll have to get my agent uh, notified on that issue. <laughs> <laughs> he was—I didn't—I didn't even know who he was, but he's a center. He was a center for Hamilton, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think he played that much that year but, that I played, but he's definitely on the team on the roster. It's funny how that stuff works out. And my last question, are you related to Jeff Petruick? Yes, I am. First first cousin. Hell of a hockey player. Didn't uh, had all the skills to make it to the to make millions, but uh, I always I think I tell people I wish I had his skill and if we could combine forces me and him, we would have you've been superhuman. Exactly. Yeah, I saw 114 points in 62 games for the Asheville Smoke of the UHL. Dang. Wow. Yeah, no, this this guy was a good hockey player, really good, but didn't really pan out for him in the pros. 
Well, that's all I got. I, I certainly appreciate all the answers, yeah, and for, yeah. for people listening for video games, I apologize, but <laughs> we had to capitalize on this opportunity. Yeah. We were going to talk about hockey video games, but we realized we didn't have all that much experience with hockey video games other than the most modern-day ones. I, I have, I should say. I played NHL Eastside Hockey Manager extensively uh, for hundreds of hours probably, so that would have been what I talked about most. But, mm. but yeah, let's get into what we played. Uh, and let's start with Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8, because uh, at, uh, what, Mom, was that was that Saturday? Oh, man, I've played so many times during this week. Monday? Sunday? Saturday. Sunday. It was Sunday. Oh. But anyway, uh, yeah, Corey, Corey was there, Will was there. Neil, my wife, uh, Al, our sister Allison, we all we all kind of sat down and played played Mario Kart all at once, and uh, it was uh, Neil and Allison's first time playing Mario Kart Eight. Um, Neil, what'd you think of what'd you think of Mario Kart Eight? Uh, it was good. I uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it kind of seemed like the tracks were just kind of redone. There was yeah the the there, entire uh, the the tracks on the bottom. They were all remakes of, of older tracks. You probably remember Moo Moo Meadows. That was on the Nintendo 64 when yeah, Toad's was, Turnpike was yeah, on. there was quite a few battles. Nintendo Castle and, yep. and, and whatnot. So, no, it's, it, it was good. I liked it. it was, uh, graphics are obviously a lot better than uh, the Nintendo 64 versions. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's get into that a little bit. Um, Corey, I'd like to talk about our yeah. specific races. That, that we played uh and and the reason for my for my outbursts uh we played one whole circuit one whole cup i guess you could say uh and i ended up i won one out of three but i was in the lead up until the last one eighth oh probably even closer than that 16th maybe one sixteenth. uh for the, for the other three races i was the, in the lead the entire race and Corey uh managed to catch up to me and beat me <laughs> the last twice three times three times yeah i think was one of three? them i think one of them you caught me a little bit early like maybe mm-hmm. the last quarter of the last okay. lap gotcha. but but two of them were like you know i i was almost over the finish line and Corey caught up to me and, and beat me uh, three out of the four races, so that that's why I was angry, and I wasn't even angry. Um, I, I, you know, I, I obviously more frustrated. I, than I, yeah, I had an outburst, and and I, I even said, you know, it's it's part of the game, but and that that's what happens. But it was no less frustrating. But uh, it was still still a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we had a big advantage having played. I think I play, have played Mario Kart like forty or forty five hours or something like that. So. You know, we had we had the advantage over the the, the people that hadn't played at all or, or as much. So, uh, but that was fun. It was fun to you know play play with all of us. And what was your perspective of that, Corey? Uh, it's just one of those things. You know, I just stayed calm the whole time. Yeah, came through at the end. Planned your revenge the entire time. And it's a little bit of luck. You know, I just happened to get the right item at the right time. Uh, the one time it was three red shells that I was able to wipe you out twice with. Oh, brutal. And just blow by you. The other time I got, in second place, mind you, I got the the eight item. That's all the items. Um, that helped quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what happened the, the third time. But a uh, eh, little bit of luck, a little bit of uh, skill. Persistence. Persistence. Yeah. Uh, confidence, maybe. Yeah. 
A little bit of swagger. Yeah. Now, Will, yeah. what, what what did you get angry about? Corey winning. <laughs> well, right, but what do you remember what specifically? Uh, it was one of the things where, like, I'd be in the second lap and I'd lead the whole way, and then Corey would get me with something, and then he'd lead, like, the entire second half of the second lap and then the entire third, and for whatever reason, his cart was faster. He probably has a better loadout than I do, and I just couldn't catch up. Mm-hmm. That happened, I think, two times, maybe? Okay. Because I won the very first race of the circuit, and then... He won the next two, and I couldn't catch up. Gotcha. And then, like, I finished third on the last one, and then he laughed at me. <laughs> so. There's that. You guys, you guys make me out to be such a monster. Corey, you, you are I, absolutely the villain of the podcast when it comes to I don't to understand. I really don't. I, I consider myself you, would pretty you like reasonable guy. you like me to explain guy. it? No, no. There's <laughs> I'll no... explain it. Give me a second here. It's because you fucking win all the time. Yeah, exactly. You always tell us that I have the most natural video game talent, but you always fucking win. It's just like when we play uh, Risk Legacy. You've won both times. You're going to win again this weekend. <laughs> I already know that. That's yeah, why but... you're the villain. You're fucking more handsome than we are. I'm just going to start purposely losing everything so people no, like me more. That's not fun. It's not that we, we love you. Yeah. Obviously. It's not fun if you don't try to There win. has to be a villain. It just happened to be you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't consider myself a villain. We are a good villain. All right. We are a prick, but you are a good villain. How about the anti-hero? How's that? All right, anti-hero. Anti-hero works. Okay. So any other thoughts on Mario Kart? In Corey's, in Corey's defense, when he does trash talk us, like if it, the positions were reversed, like I'd be give, I'd be letting him have it. So yeah. it's all in good fun. Yeah. I, I was upset. Uh, Jake in the chat says to embrace my dickness. <laughs> I'm with him, Corey. Just own it. Yeah. All right. I wouldn't describe you as a dick. A my ri- girlfriend would. Maybe a Richard. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Corey, this is not the time nor the place for that chatter. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts, Mario Kart? I got nothing. Nah. All right, Eric, what 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 did you end up playing? You want to talk about Destiny Beta? Yeah, let's talk about Destiny Beta. Oh, this game. Um, we 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 it it launched Thursday last week. Yeah, I think Thursday sounds right. A week, a week ago today. Yeah. Um, we obviously played it a, a, over the weekend and a little bit earlier the week. They they took uh what Monday and Tuesday off, or it came back part part of the way part of the day on Tuesday. Yeah, it was scheduled uh, maintenance time, and yeah. then when it, it was it was supposed to come back on Wednesday, right? Yes, yeah, supposed to come back Wednesday, and that was then it was going to be open to um Xbox and mm-hmm. Xbox 360 also, and PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it came up a, a little bit Earlier. sooner than anticipated, like, like a day early almost. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Uh, giving giving people more of a chance to play it, and I played it. Must have been Tuesday night for probably probably three hours. Yeah, uh, and I just did the exploring stuff. I did I, that was the only thing I hadn't done uh, in the in the the beta as opposed to the alpha. Um, it's still an awesome game. I'm st- still having a blast with it. I am too. I still have my my reservations about not enough. Um stuff being put into not enough content being put out because I, you just blow through everything and I was I wanted to play last night and I fired it up and I'm level 7 I think I've done all the story missions I did yeah. the strike I hit, I just hit level 7 too I think I'm like 7 and a half maybe yeah and I just find myself 
not having anything to really do. And I, I know it's just beta, but... I feel like, like, it's just the same things that we did in the alpha, pretty much. It is, basically. So that makes me not want to play it. Well, I mean, there's there's obviously going to be a lot more to do. I'm See, here's my fear. My only fear with Destiny is that they're going to try and guide people into the Crucible, and that's going to be the end game, which I hope it's not. They got to do a lot. Uh, a um, lot of improvement on the Crucible, if, yeah. that's, the, if that's the case. Yeah, I, I just I don't have any interest in the multiplayer at all. Either. So um, that's that's if if they're going to try and and not not have any end game content, like even just having like a bunch of raids and stuff to do, um, that that would be fun. But if they're just going to try and guide people into the Crucible, I, that's not that's not what I want. You know, I mean, I'm still going to buy it and play it, but oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If, if they don't keep releasing new content for people that hit the level cap which will happen you know people are going to hit the level cap in a week yeah you know if that so um if as if they don't keep they got to keep keep on the content you know i'm worried about it i really am um yeah that's everything i've been hearing from from the sources i follow seem to agree with you guys but i will i wouldn't worry about the whole uh this is what we did in the alpha because i think the the alpha thing was just sony saying hey we got some money give us something exclusive yeah yeah yeah, i know i just called it an alpha and Oh yeah, call it, call it good. I know, but I just don't feel like playing the same thing again if there's not going to be that much new stuff in the play to play in the beta. Cause right. like, well, I guess did we? Because oh, I don't, I don't want to get burnt out on the beginning. Because if I do it and I get the game, I'm like, oh great, I gotta play through all this again, and I'm just not going to want to. You just need to get my memory, where you won't <laughs> even forget, remember it. Forget it. <laughs> even if you play it twice, that's true. Uh, also, I I enjoyed trying a different character class. That's yeah, so I did. I did the same one, but I didn't like experience my class really. I think I only got to level four, maybe. Yeah, I didn't do that as, much. You didn't get as far. No. Yeah, my my pr- primary fear with it is just that they're gonna try and use the Crucible um, for for end game. As long as they keep coming out with new stuff, I still love the game. It's it's oh, a, it's, it's great. a great game. Oh, absolutely! I have a blast when yeah, I play it. Exactly. Our, our our we're just trying to say our fear is that there's not going to be enough stuff to do. Now, now Jake says you need to remember. Jake in the chat says you need to remember you have the Moon, Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, Venus, and Mercury. But if I thought it was just Venus and Mars, no, there's more. Than uh, yeah, there's there's well, Jupiter's a gas giant. I don't know. I don't think there's going to be anything to do on there. Unless it's what the moons of Jupiter. Shut up, Dan. What? I don't know, Dan. <laughs> There's more t- more than just Earth. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, know yeah. that. But uh, just look at what's on Earth right now. And I know it's just the beta. Yeah. But it's not a lot. And right. you can blow through it really quickly. I hope it's not just Russia. I yeah. hope there's yeah. other, other spots on Earth. Old Russia. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that's the case because it's, it's just not enough. I mean, and it's so fun that you just through it yeah i i i'm also wondering if there's going to be some sort of space combat because of the the ship stuff mm-hmm. that they just haven't announced yet i've got my fingers crossed for yeah, that it's called no man's sky no man's sky right i really hope they're holding back a lot of stuff i hope so too but i honestly don't think they are <laughs> if i'm being completely honest <sighs> we'll see what are your thoughts on destiny Corey? I haven't played it, so I can't really comment at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the things you guys are expressing are things I've heard lots of times. So, uh, Corey, you know your roomie has it on his PS3. He sure does. Has he enjoyed it? Do you know? Uh, yeah, he said he loved it oh, when good. he played. You um, gonna give it a whirl? 
ah, maybe at some point I'll give it a whirl. I don't know. This his, is the last. His PlayStation's this... uh, locked up in his bedroom, and I don't know. I, I feel weird about going in other people's bedrooms at any point. Why you just go in there, make sure you're naked, drag your butt on his pillow, <laughs> have porn playing on your laptop next to you. Yeah. Why don't you take it out in the living room for a day? You don't think you'd care? No, he probably wouldn't. I just I don't know. I don't like going in other people's bedrooms. Just have him bring it out and sit on the table or something. I guess I don't care enough. You know, I got enough to do in, in the little the, the two hours I have between when I get home from work and go to bed. Right. Okay. Uh, Jake also says the public events are great. And uh, while yeah. I agree with that, I feel like there's not enough variety in them, and they might get kind of stale. Yeah, I think I did one in the, the beta, uh-huh. uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was fun, but... I've done a couple in the beta, and it was basically the same thing. It was and, the, it was the one I don't know if you did it, the one where the the all the rusted out airplanes are. Yeah, you have to shoot up the drills and stuff. That was fun. What's the story in this game? I don't know. Uh, your guardians, uh, the, the the that big sphere that's on Earth is protecting the last like city of Earth from the the bad guys that you fight in the game i don't even remember their name the covenant (laughs) no it does it does feel a little bit like that but not not exactly it escapes me right now too and you're trying to figure out what i i think you're trying to figure out how to like reawaken the what what's in the sphere to help it finish the job of of liberating earth from the menace okay rough rough explanation of it but sounds pretty basic yeah that's about what it is okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I've I've had fun. I, I'm I'm concerned about the the amount of content, but we'll, I guess we won't know until the game comes out. So I'd love to be surprised. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, okay. As I said, I don't want to replay the same intro three times. Yeah. So I don't know. I do want to. I do want to play it though. You should give it a shot. I I feel like the the main thing I noticed difference wise was that loading times were better. Okay. In the beta. From the alpha. Yeah, I remember so. seeing that the screen that my ship was flying like for five minutes trying to load yeah. everything. Yeah, it's 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 it was quite a bit faster than I noticed when I mo- played it most recently. So yeah, it's so great. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think that we don't like it. No, we're not trying to diminish it. We're just fearful of how much we like it. We don't want to be let down. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I wonder if they're not putting the beta on PC because they know PC gamers are. Too smart. Oh fuck off, Corey! <laughs> God Almighty! Uh, I don't even want to honor that. I agree with you, Corey. Uh, uh, anyway, but anyway, Dan, where were you? Uh, <laughs> Destiny beta. That's that's all we got for Destiny. Beta. That's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything else, Eric? I don't think so. Will did you play anything? Hearthstone. Hearthstone. You played yeah. Hearthstone. I did play Hearthstone. I played it the day after we recorded. I didn't have to work that day, so I got up and nobody was home and nobody there to make me breakfast, so I just went to my computer. Or tea. Or tea. <laughs> so, yeah, I basically just played uh, a little bit of Hearthstone. I did, like, five of the, the um, what's it called, tutorial fights or whatever, and I got to the sixth one. 
and I didn't realize at the time that you can just have your monsters attack the other hero, even if nobody has taunt for another card. I didn't realize that. I thought it was kind of like with magic, where you oh, had yeah. to destroy all the monsters and attack like that. <laughs> so I, I was fighting that uh, the last tutorial guy, and he kept kicking my butt because he kept on overwhelming me with like monster spawns and stuff like that. So I was getting frustrated. So I did it like twice, and I was like, I don't feel like playing this again. So I stopped, and then I went back to it and ended up beating it. So I got into like the the main part of the game. But I played three online matches and got beat pretty handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one I was actually kind of close. Like, I got him to 12, but he had some card that made him do a lot of damage and then killed me. And gotcha. I was like, meh, I don't feel like playing this right now, but I did like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I will play more of it. I think I'm going to either build a priest or a hunter deck. Well, uh, gotcha. Tito wants to know what your name is so he can battle. Oh, man, what's my name? What's my name? Isn't there a number attached to it and everything? So I'd have yes. to get that to him. Yeah, Tito, I'll message you on Steam when I uh, get on, which will probably be tomorrow. When, when you get it sorted. Yeah, because it won't be tonight because it's already kind of late. But, yeah, tomorrow I'll, I'll message you my name. But I played Hearthstone, Mario Kart. I feel like I played something else. Broke new ground this week, Will. Shut up. <laughs> I thought about playing a lot of stuff, like Divinity. I, I thought about playing uh, MLB and NBA. Didn't install Didn't, them yet. No. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Cheers. Enjoying it? That's fucking great. Yeah? It's such a good show. Yeah. And Boardwalk Empire, too. Oh, you know what I never even mentioned? I have an Xbox One. <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking that, or yesterday or today, I was thinking, you know, Will didn't even mention that he <laughs> bought an Xbox One. Yeah, I've had it for a week. Uh, I installed the free games, which is the Max, the Cursed Brotherhood, or Curse of Brotherhood. I told you not to bother with it. It was free. What was the other one? Oh, Guacamelee, which I will play. Uh, Dead Rising 3, which is the only game I got. I, I traded in some stuff, for, so I got the Xbox for like 300 Um what else? I pretty much only just turned it on a couple times and like, oh, look at the menus, <laughs> and turned it off, then watch Netflix and go to bed. That's about it, yep. We're <laughs> supposed to applaud a new console. Are we? Hey, yeah. it's, I haven't heard this in a while. Um, well done. <clears throat> I pretty much got it for Halo, but like, my problem is, is once I get, like, I really want something in my head, like, I just it's, do it. It's the same with me, and I had that experience recently with Pizza Hut Pizza. Uh-huh. Well, at least yours is a little cheaper. Yeah, $10. Mine was, mine yeah, but was, it didn't make your consoles and making you any fatter. That's true. Well, I mean, with me, though, like, I did it with my $700 TV, which I canceled, but it still came. And then <laughs> then an Xbox One. Did your folks know about that yet? Yeah, that happened um, during the, the fall. Yeah. It was when they were on vacation. They want one now. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, weren't, they were on vacation. They didn't know I got it for, like, a month when they got home. So... Okay. Yeah, that's my problem. I like I said, I bought Dead Rising. I'll play it because I really want to play it. But it, it is fun. Yeah, we could we should play together. We, we should do that. We're not going to. Well, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's the thought. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I'm, there's I played something else. I just can't remember. I'm tired, so mm, ignore me. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Corey? What do you got? I actually did get around to playing Divinity. Hey. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Divinity is a single or cooperative RPG developed by Larian Studios, and I kind of wish I held out for one of you guys to play co-op with me, because I think it would be a lot of fun. 
Um, but I don't want to replay all everything I played. I probably put like six hours in it already. Holy crap! Um, so yeah, Larian Studios is a studio that made all the other Div- Divinity games, and I did a little research and found out that the one I played before was Divinity Two, uh-huh. and I was not a fan at all because it was like it was. Kind of, I mean, it kind of played like a Skyrim or something like that, but without any of the luxuries of of a Skyrim, like no journal, no quest markers, or or anything like that. So you're basically just I don't know. I just didn't care for it. Um, and this game is actually kind of similar, but it's it's presented in a way that's more digestible to me because it, it's kind of like uh, like a Neverwinter Nights or a Dungeon Siege um, where you have a party, uh, a combat party. There's a huge D&D influence. Um, so you have a party, and it, it's, it's, it's 50% combat, but it's 50% everything else Dungeons and Dragons so like interacting with non-player characters and uh, doing quests that might not have anything to do with combat like like a uh, I guess contrary a game the opposite game of that would be like a Diablo or something like that uh, where you're just clicking the whole time and fighting the whole time um, but this also has a lot of strategy involved has an isometric camera uh, fantasy setting and the story is that you actually control two main characters, uh, which is why I think it would be fun to play co-op, but it, it controls totally fine when you're playing as two characters, because you just switch between the two when you want one to do one thing and one to do the other. Uh, but you're playing these, what's called, source hunters and sources, an evil type of magic that you're trying to eradicate in the game world. Um, and, and yeah, so you're just put into this world, and, and all you really know is that your job is to eliminate source from, from the world. Um, but as I was saying, like like the combat is half of it, but the the what I really love about it is the other half of stuff where you're constantly interacting with NBC NPCs and and solving these quests. Like the main thing you're trying to go, you're going to this town called Cecile to solve this murder for one of the counselors. His name is Jake, um, and essentially I've spent like the first hour getting to the town, and I've spent four or five hours within the town, not really fighting anything. And just using all my other skills to to figure out what's going on, um, the the process of leveling up is really slow. So whenever you gain a level, you really have to think about where you want to put your points. Because um, like D and D, it has your basic attributes, and then it has skills, combat skills, and then it has all these extra skills, which are just as important. And you want your characters to complement each other. You don't really want to have any overlap because you know you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot because each skill is really important uh my one of my main characters has the skill that lets me talk to animals and you can literally talk to any animal in the game which is really helpful for some quests because animals as silly as it sounds see things that people don't see so they'll give you inside information uh which you can use to your advantage in your negotiations um speaking of which like charm is really helpful because it influences every npc's attitude towards your character so you're more likely to get information from them uh they're more likely to work with you but the way that works is if if there's ever an instance where you need to charm or intimidate somebody an npc or even another uh another character on your team sometimes your characters butt heads and you need to solve an argument the way that works is rock paper scissors um and you need to get like Essentially, you need to win rock, paper, scissors ten times before the other person wins ten times. But depending on your ability to charm somebody, 
you get a bonus. If you're really charming, then each victory will count as three victories. Um, so there's still a little bit of chance involved, but you're more likely to be successful at whatever you're trying, trying to do if you have more points and charm. Uh, also, barter. I made sure one of my characters had the barter skill so they can get more money by selling items to NPCs and stuff like that. So, I mean... That that's what I really love about the game. It's the whole like role play aspect outside of just combat. But well, that's, I will say, sorry, go ahead, Dan. That's okay. That I just want to say that that's one of the best things about D anD D is all that other stuff and using your other skills. Uh, because when like when you pick them, you know you generally you you pick them for a reason and yeah. and hope that you you're going to use them in the game. And you know that's one of the fun things about it. And it sounds like Divinity, you know, captures that. Yeah, it really does. And and not to write the the combat short, but I mean the combat is really well done too. It's all turn based. Um, you, I mean, you have all your your D and D like skills and and different types of weapons you you can equip. Um, it's all it's all really well done. And I'll be talking about it a lot more. But I I do really really enjoy it. Uh, going through dungeons and stuff is is a lot of fun. It's it's just so tactical and in. The combat, yeah, but everything else, like the traps and stuff, and where you position your characters, and how you move through the game world, and and there's so much extra just crap crammed into. It. I spent like 30 minutes digging up people's graves. You have to have a, you have to find a shovel before you can do that. Uh, digging up people's graves and just seeing what would pop out, pop up. It might be treasure. It might be a ghost that gives you a quest. It might be zombies that attack you. Um, it was just I just had so much fun digging up graves, and it was just one little part of the game and it, I got so much enjoyment out of it and I that's what that's what the game excels at. Nice. And it's my kind of game, you know. Yeah. I think you might have convinced me to get it. I really think you should, Dan. I think I think you'd really like it. Will, I, I think you might like it too. Uh mm. Eric, probably not. You always say how you hate to read and if you're gonna get any enjoyment out of all that extra stuff, it's a ton of reading. Count me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you could get away without doing that part of it, but I don't think you'd get as much from the game if you didn't. Gotcha. I do like a good tactical battle, though. Yeah, I mean, this is it's a it's a lot of fun, and you got to make sure to auto save because if you die, you die. Um, so if you auto save after every battle, it's cool. Dang. Um, I played a game on my iPhone called Timberman. Stupid game. It was free. I needed something to play. You tap either side of a tree to chop it down. Uh, and just watch out if there's a branch on one side. You got to switch to the other side. That's Timberman, guys. And did you beat it? No, oh, well. I don't think you can. I think it's endless. It's just some nervous energy, you know. It's just well, tap away. Well, then what constitutes beating it? <laughs> uh, maybe unlocking all the characters. Okay. Uh, it's just skins you can unlock. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing special. Um, and then I played the Credits. Curse of Nax Raxus uh, DLC for Hearthstone. Nice. Uh, I beat everything through that, except for there's a, a harder difficulty called Heroic Mode. Uh, I didn't even mess around with that, but you just play through the three bosses. It's single player. It's not online. Um, play through the three bosses. You unlock some cards when you beat them. And there's what's called a class challenge. In this case, the class challenge was a druid and a rogue. Uh, you play as the druid or the rogue, and they pair you up against one of the bosses, a harder version, um, and the deck's already picked out for you and everything, so you kind of got to be creative on, on how you beat the bosses. But it wasn't all that difficult overall. I did enjoy it. Um, probably wouldn't have been happy if I had to spend money on it. But I was going to ask you if it was free. Yeah, it was free. I, 
the, they're releasing it in wings. Like this was the first wing um, of the overall DLC. Uh, three bosses in this wing, and then the next wing opens up next week, and that's three more bosses. Uh, but their bosses are totally different than anything you've seen in Hearthstone. They have their own uh, powers. They have the same cards, but the different powers, which are really funky. One of them is uh, for three mana, they can summon a 3-1 character. Um, one of them is return a enemy minion to the player's hand, which is really frustrating. Um, so yeah, that's that's the curse of, of Nax Raxus. I wasn't blown away by it. It is fun to see some different stuff in that game, though, because a lot of people have been seeing the same stuff for a long time. So I'm sure people that are really into it are really excited to play it. Gotcha. Okay. And that's it. it. Does that count as a beaten game being serious? Because you beat technically beat the main story, right? I, it's DLC. I'm not going to oh, okay. care. All right. All right. Uh, the only thing I played, other than what, what I already talked about, was more, more Civ Five. Which nice. I'm, I'm still loving. I think I'm in the like early 1700s now. Um, not as dominant as I thought I would be, but uh, I discovered North and South America, and Greece pretty much had the entire South American continent to itself. So uh, they're in the lead right now. But I'm going to try and take over all Europe and Africa, and uh, launch a launch some sort of an invasion on on Greece. So. That'll be fun. That's my next mission in the game. But I'm making a ton of money, which is nice. I can buy units if I get into a, a war all of a sudden. But it's still an amazing game. Sure is. Absolutely love it. But it's dangerous. Once I start playing, I realize it's been four hours and I should probably go to bed. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's all I played. Uh, let's get right into feedback, shall we? Sure. All right, this is a voicemail. Which I will play first. Let me call it up. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, this is Tito from LA. Real quickly, uh, I got a PS4 last week and uh, to play the Destiny beta. Had uh, had fun playing it. Um, it doesn't really feel like an MMO to me. Though um, they were pretty smart with the design. It's kind of uh, pretty cool. But really, the only MMO multiplayer aspect is someone's. You know, you can see other people playing in the same map you are, but it still kind of feels single-player to me. Um, granted, it's just the beta, so who knows what's going to be different, but, you know, you pick your mission, and then you go to that area, and um, you do the mission, and then you're you're back on the spaceship. Um, I had fun. Multiplayer is nothing to write home about. Um, it was cool. Um, I would mention more stuff I've been doing with Wildstar, but um, I'll probably the message would just run too long. I have a lot of stuff to talk about that. Nice. But I am uh, looking forward to. I'm hoping Will can play with me this weekend if he's interested in, in being on Wallstar. Um, that way, there's someone to. If you guys do do an episode for it, there's someone who can kind of talk more about the different aspects of Wildstar compared to other MMOs. And also, lastly, um, I'm still waiting for some Hearthstone invites. Uh, I never got Corey's. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to challenging, you know, Corey and uh, Eric to some Hearthstone if they're up for it. And uh, I was thinking of doing a tournament, but that would require people to have played the game long enough to unlock a lot of the cards. So I scrapped that idea. But uh, if anyone is, is brave enough to, to face me in the Hearthstone, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, my name is Poppinlock Pound 1918 um, And um, I don't care if anyone else hears that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for people to friend. That's all I got. I'll see you guys around. 
All right. Thanks, Tito. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I kind of did get the feel that it's not really MMORPG-like uh, until there was one time I went into the tower, and there was a ton of people in yeah. there. Uh, for the most part, that, it was only once when I went in there, too. For the most part, I at least would see three or four people around. Uh, same thing when you're in the actual maps. I would see, you know, I would see a group of, like, two or three people uh, fighting together, and then I'd see a random person off off in the distance. And, and you, you really don't get the sense that it's a an MMORPG for that. I do think they wanted to keep the, the population, you know, not, not sparse, but not too, too densely packed in the zones. Uh, but I did get the MMOR impression one time, like I said, when I went into the tower, there was... 100 people yeah, on my mini map or 50 it i don't know if they were testing how many people they could get into the tower and still have it like load nicely and run okay uh but there was a ton of people in there um and it was just at one time and i i, I feel like it was towards the end of my playing when i played on i guess it was tuesday uh like i said i'm not sure if they might have been testing things trying to trying to overload the tower or whatever but yeah i got i got the same impression it doesn't necessarily feel like an mmorpg in the same way that like a planet side would feel like an mmorpg you know but uh yeah good stuff uh wildstar will wildstar this weekend yeah i'll play i've been wanting to start playing again so yeah same here i just have a hard time you know finding the time the only reason i played civ as long is because i start playing it and then i don't realize it's four hours later so that's why i've been playing civ a lot but do you remember what level you are in wildstar I'm only level like six or seven. You guys gotta catch up. Yeah, I I haven't played it other than like I think I played it twice, but yeah. Tisk tisk. Well, you know the Destiny beta was out and yeah and all that stuff, and I like I said I started playing Civ, and then Hearthstone. So, Eric, did you friend Tito in Hearthstone? No, I have not. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll try and play it with you too. I'll I'll try and add your name. I probably have the least amount played out of all of us. I mean, we'll are probably about the same. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely don't have any of the good cards unlocked. I get torched. Yeah, I did win one game online out of the three that I played though. Is that what it's gonna be like until I get decent cards? I'm just gonna get spanked. No, no, no. I I I still don't have decent cards. I have a few like rare cards for one class, but then I pretty much just use the neutral cards. Yeah, but I'm dumb, so I mean it just takes practice and you'll just read a little bit on like starter tips and you'll you'll learn so much if you spend ten minutes reading starter tips on, on forums. Yeah. Okay. It'll totally change how you look at the game. Yeah, I mean I've I've jumped into Dota, so I feel like I can handle this. This yeah. is not as brutal yeah no not yeah if you want to get on with me and i'll play with you and just kind of give you some info yeah you just get happy to do that yeah i'll play whenever just send me a text okay yeah all right thanks tito eric you want to do we get another we got another email right i sent it to you did you okay. i did which email i put address? it under facebook it's uh hotmail yours okay. I don't think I got it. Oh, shit. Eric. You want me to just read it? God. Uh, yeah, I didn't get it. Unless you want to resend it. I got it here. I'll just read it. God, Eric. All right. Facebook from Idaho Jake. Hey, guys. I don't have much to say, but I have convinced four of my friends to buy Destiny. I gave them my extra codes, and now they're addicted to it. 
All I have to report is I've played tons of Destiny, and when that goes down, I'm going to play Borderlands 2 until September 9th, or I might rent Last of Us and try and beat it before the 9th. I guess that's it. Nice. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to The Last of Us. Uh, I don't I don't work next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, and it comes out Tuesday, so I'll be able to play it Tuesday night, like really late into Wednesday, so I'm really excited about that. I, I should see. I should have it beaten in like three or four nights probably. Um, I'm little, look, I'm, you're going to play it down here. Oh, yeah. Be It'll be dark. That's going to be a little creepy. Yeah. I'll have my headphones in so I won't know anything Oof. that's going on around Oof. me. There's a couple areas in particular <laughs> that I remember that get pretty creepy. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, Jake, if you could find that to rent, uh, how long? 12 hours, would you say? Yeah. To be, if you know, if you, if you can get it for like a week, you could probably have it beaten. Um... And you should stream it. Maybe I will. I'd like to watch that. I want to get the uh, PS4 camera. I almost bought it today. I was real close. Oh yeah. It was like forty-six bucks or something like that. I thought it was only 40 on Amazon. Bucks. It's been sixty. Damn. Yeah. Is that what I paid for that hunk of shit? I think so. <laughs> uh, it's about fifteen, sixteen hours. Okay. So. Yeah, that's borderline too much for renting a game, I would think, unless you can sink a lot of time into it over right, like a yeah. weekend. And from Julian in Chicago via email, um, we had asked him last week to expand on why he's not going to buy Destiny, so he's answering. Uh, mm-hmm. Regarding Destiny, I won't buy it because I found it to be too much of the same old stuff. The gunplay is standard stuff, nothing new, plus I didn't find a single gun that fits my style of play. Mm-hmm. Also, the versus multiplayer kind of sucks. Yeah, the I agree with that. The world is not that in- interesting, and the story is so standard it's boring. I could see that. That makes sense. I can't see that, except I'll, for the multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer is dull. I'll give him that. I'll, give, I'll totally give you that. I love the rest of it. I don't know. Seems like Julian and I just have opposite tasting games. Yeah. I As, mean... I kind of see the gun thing because a lot of the guns are sort of the same. So. I don't agree well, with it, that at all. To, to me, I, it feels like Halo to me, which is I, a good thing. I think that's probably uh, for a shooter, that's what I want it to feel like, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that for me works really well. Same here. I mean, I don't know. The They said on Giant Bomb that most of the guns are the same too, and I found I from at all. most of the guns that I've used are the same. So if that's, Are you using the same type of gun? Because, I mean, there's shotguns, there's sniper rifles, there's assault rifles, there's pulse I, rifles, there's heavy machine guns, heavy rocket launchers. Uh, that, I don't know. That's just what I've been they using said, the so. I've been using the sniper rifle and then the assault rifle. Yeah. Um, I tried the what scout rifle, the single shot one, and I'm just not as good with that one. I, I pre- yeah. you know, for like medium range, I even long range a little bit. Which and one then are you not good at? The single. scout rifle, the That's, single, the carbine. I use the scout rifle. Do you? I, I'm I not love good, it. I'm not good with that. I'm really good with it. Um, I, I use the the assault rifle and then sniper rifle for long range. I can do that mid range too. Yet to use the sniper rifle. I didn't use it when I played the alpha. But I got one with my, you know, that's kind of a hunter gun, yeah. I guess you could say, and I, I love it. I use a scout rifle, a shotgun, and a heavy machine gun. Okay, I think my heavy weapon's a rocket launcher. Yeah. You used a heavy machine gun? No, I haven't I haven't used a rocket launcher either. I have it. I've just never had a reason to pull it out, really. It's good stuff. Um, and then Julian goes on to say, um, this is also in response to uh, last week, as far as UFC, I'm sad you guys dismissed this game so easily. 
You don't have to be a fan of the UFC to like it. I have never even seen a fight. Also, you don't have to invest a huge amount of time to get the control. Any half-decent gamer should get the controls after only a few fights. Even my older non-gamer brother, who's about 45 years old, got them in the first few fights. Um, to the listeners, if you are in the least bit interested in fighting games, get this game. I think it's on special in some stores this week for 50, 40 or 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the same opinion that I had last week. Yeah. And I do fancy myself a half-decent game, half gamer. Uh, may, I, I don't know. May, I probably could catch on to it. I just don't want to. I think it's bad enough that I just don't have any interest in catching on to the controls. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I s- still say I want another boxing game. Fight Night would be way better. Yeah. I just like the, the dual stick punching. You know, r- right stick is right right punch, left stick is left punch. Yeah. I just think that translates very well to a video game. I agree. I guess I would still just encourage anybody that's on the fence about this game to try, try the, demo. the demo. Absolutely. I mean, you can decide for yourself on the demo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm glad Julian likes it. Yeah. It's just that's not good. for me. That's good. Oh, uh, do, do you. Uh, Ken, who we've had on before, has he played the new one? Hated it. Did he hate it? Biggest UFC fan I know, he hated it. Okay. He's always liked the UFC games up until now. Yeah. I was, I was curious about that. I, I meant to ask you that last week and I forgot. Yep. Because um, he he's he, we had him on for one of our UFC episodes like way back like two years ago maybe. It's when it the only UFC one we've done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. he wasn't a fan either. All right. Um, did you want me to pull up Julian's email from last? Yeah, because he he talked about TV shows, and then there was another question he had for us for for like a roundtable. Okay. For we'd res- we'd respond to. I think he uh, at the bottom of that e- email he sent us this week recapped him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm. Perfect. I shall pull it back up. Oh, Corey, did you have your top five co-op, co-op games that you wanted to list off? Dan, why don't you buzz off? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, no. Remind me at some point. I'll remind you during that. the week, and we'll try and set it up for next weekend. Okay. Yeah, what did you guys... Uh, what about you guys do you think your personality dictates your taste in games so what about your personality gives you your taste in games um i i don't know i play video games to usually to experience a story i don't know what about my personality that that leads me there but you know what i'm kind of an escapist i like to uh and that's the same reason i think i like history i like to escape the present day stuff uh, not because it's bad or whatever, but I, I just think uh, the time we live in is relatively uninteresting compared to uh, stuff that happened in the past or stuff that happens in fictional universes, you know? So I guess that's that's my that's my thing. That sounds like clinical depression. It, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not depressed. I just, you know, I, it, I just think the times we live in are, are uninteresting in general. I, yeah, I think, I think Dan... I would never categorize Dan as depressed. I think he's pretty much what he just said. Yeah, I like. I'm, I, an, I'm an escapist. My girlfriend's the same way. I well, we talked about this at yeah. the party the other day. That yep. I can't date Dan because I'm not <laughs> physically attracted to him. Wow. Well, you, you, you guys know you of. just don't want to steal me away from my wife. <laughs> right. He's taken and he's got kids. I can't wreck that. <laughs> right. So yeah. I had to find a <laughs> female version of Dan, which is what my girlfriend is. So right. I can appreciate what Dan's saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm an escapist. Uh, that that's why that's why I 
play video games and stu- you know read up on history. I think um, I'm pretty competitive, mm-hmm. which is why I play a lot of the games I play, especially FIFA, um, Halo, online. I really enjoy. Uh, FIFA's the one I always go back to, though. So and I, I always go play competitively. I right. guess that would probably be my biggest thing. I do like to win. Mm-hmm. Well, you will. Uh, I'm kind of a combination of you two. Yeah. I like to get a story, but I'm also very competitive. So, yeah, combination of the two, I'd say. Yeah. Corey? Um, I pretty much play games to unwind, uh, to, to, to relax. Um, but I also, I also like... To, I guess I don't know how to phrase it. Um, I kind of like to understand things. So when when games that are like different or there's there's some kind of quirky quality to it that takes wrapping your head around. Like I see you yeah. you want to get an experience out of a game that you wouldn't experience in 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 your life. Yeah, that I mean that's part of it. Um, like but also also a lot of it is is just. You know, because we do this podcast, like I kind of want to understand, you know, why people like a certain game or, gotcha. um, you know, the the direction games are going. Like it's it's sort of that bigger picture kind of thing that draws me to to try certain games. Um, I guess the, what gets me to like games, though, I don't I don't know. I think that's kind of a different question. Was that the question? What What, what about your that... personality dictates your taste in your games? Mm-hmm. My taste, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, what do you guys think? You guys know I, me better than I, I know. I, me. Yeah, I think for you, like your taste in games is so strange, and it's hard, it's hard to peg like what, like there's games that I think you'll love, and you just you don't like it. it well, one of the listeners in the chat has a thought, Corey. What's that? He says you just like being that guy. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes being that guy. Well, I mean, in your defense, you sometimes you <laughs> like to play devil's advocate. Oh, sure. Whether yeah. or not you you necessarily agree with you know your your devil's advocate stance, his advocacy. Yeah, I guess that whole that kind of comes with the whole like understanding thing. Is I I I try to look at it, look at everything from both sides of the picture, and and um. You know, I guess that, that, that's what allows me to take that devil's advocate stance. Is I can. I kind of try and see the good in everybody's everything, yeah. No matter what that is, the or the Oya. or the bad in it. If it's something we all like, exactly. Yeah. You hated the Oya, and that's a good thing, though, Corey. And I think we all agree on that. Yeah, including definitely. the person who said that, Mike. Yeah, Will, said I the podcast I didn't poop. is better for it. Yeah, definitely. Will, I didn't poop on the Ouya just because ever you guys were all into it. <laughs> he pooped, pooped on the Ouya because he's smarter than us. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> I could smell yeah. a turd two years in the making. <laughs> Boy, did that turd smell so good to us. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, did they have us fooled. <laughs> right they, by the they, short they, they played us like... At least we didn't spend money on it, though. I was just going to say, Dan, they didn't have us enough to where we bought one. Yeah. And have a small box collecting dust. Yeah. You're on the way. Luckily, Corey stepped in. Yeah, yeah Corey always makes me rethink life. Yeah. Well done, Corey. Uh, I, I also think another thing for me with games is that I like to even though I may not always come off this way I I do appreciate artistic ability especially when it comes to video gaming hence uh, the, the indie games with the yeah. really really nice artwork right like them. Journey is one of my favorite games ever and like um, 
Child of Light, yeah. I really enjoyed. And even though I don't like Valiant Hearts that much, I definitely enjoy the artistic part of it. Yeah, the artwork's very nice. That's another thing about me. I actually am kind of into artsy stuff, yeah. even though I don't always come off that way, right. I guess. But, okay. It's nice to have, in, in that regard, Eric, it's nice to have something to dissect a little bit and discuss. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I wouldn't say I'm into like art, per se, as far as right. paintings. I appreciate them, but I would definitely... Rather go to a, an art museum that was full of artistic video games. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Because that's our language. Like, we can speak that language. And I think right. that's, I mean, to us, it is an art. And, and we can speak the video game art language just because that's our, those are our terms. You know, we yeah. know. Corey, can you explain that to my girlfriend? I could try. I'd appreciate it one night. I think a lot of people need that conversation in this world. Yeah. We should redo our Ambassador Games episode. I'd have to refresh my memory on what that means. That was the <laughs> – well, I think we all took different meanings of it, but mine was – it was essentially games that you could present to someone to best represent the medium of gaming. And I think I generally focused on – no, I, I don't know. We'll have to redo that one. Yeah, I, I remember think that, that was early, right? That uh, Yeah, it was midway, I would say. Maybe in the seventies or eighties, eighty nine sticks out for some reason. I don't know. I think I was in. Uh, I mean, we could easily look it up. That's why uh, I'm not sh- going show to show notes though. and stuff. But I think, I think I was. I wasn't in Brooklyn for it yet, and wasn't the Brooklyn episode like fifty something? I feel was like it you that were in Brooklyn. Long ago? I think he was in Brooklyn. I think he was too. I don't think so, guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess eighty nine is the now episode I have number. To fucking look. Yeah. I'm too lazy yeah, to do it. I really don't think so. All right, second part of that that we did not answer last week. Yes. Not related to games, but he would like to hear our opinion on, we in the U.S. are currently in a high-quality TV show boom. Uh, everywhere you look, there are amazing shows. I remember my childhood, and, well, TV sucked for the most part, except for one or two shows. Do you guys have any shows from your early years that you would love to see remakes of or shows that were ahead of their time and would be great now? Hmm. I I didn't watch that much TV as a kid. I watched The Simpsons, and that's like the the earliest show I could uh, cartoons. I didn't watch a ton either, honestly. I played video games yeah. instead of instead of watching a lot of television. Uh, I watched this, like I said, the the thing I remember watching consistently early was The Simpsons. Uh, South Park was ahead of its time, I think. It's still running. Yeah, it's I still, watched... still going. I don't know if I've ever talked about my love of this before, but I'm really going out here. But uh, big Dawson's Creek fan. Dawson's Creek, yeah. Huge Dawson's Creek fan. <laughs> Did you like it then, though? Oh, I loved it. Did you see? I didn't watch it when it was on before. I watched it when it was it was rerun on some channel, and I don't remember what it was. And that's when I watched it. Yeah, uh, that's really the only show that I remember really getting into. We we watch sports too. Yeah, I watched sports mostly. Yeah, so same here. I didn't, yeah, sports and video games, same as it is now. Yeah, as it turns out. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Corey? Uh, well, Tito brings up a good one in the chat. He says, "Freaks and geeks." I never watched that. Um, I don't know. They're they're sort of remaking one of my favorite shows now. It's called Girl Meets World. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, it's not not really the same. 
Um, but I totally agree with with his his sentiment there that yeah, we're in, a, in a TV boom, there's so much good TV. You know, and I didn't realize that honestly until I finally installed that fucking HBO Go app on my PS3 the other day. I was like, oh, I want to watch this show. Oh shit, I want to watch this show. Yeah. Oh, there's another one I want to yep. watch. And I was like, oh, there's man. a lot of good stuff out yeah. there now. I mean, back when we were kids, it was Sopranos. That was it. No, that wasn't even when we were kids. Yeah, it was. 90s. Was it the was it that long ago? Yeah. It was episode 97 by the way, fellas. Okay. It was Ambassador Games. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I I feel like The Sopranos was like when I was graduating from high school. Sopranos is on HBO Go too. That's yeah. another one I got to get into. I'd probably That's love actually it. on Amazon Instant. Or no. Oh wait, all of it? Uh, I don't know. Actually, Dan, you're right. It's 99. Well, you you said 90s. That's earlier than I would have thought. I would have guessed like 2001 is when it started. but Ended in 2007. I love a good mob film. But even so, yeah, I mean, good TV started probably with, with what AMC was doing, right? Yeah. Cable network-wise. Yeah. With uh, Breaking Bad and... Uh... HBO's had good shows for a while now, though. Yeah. Be starting with the Sopranos, yeah, and you know Comedy Central with with South Park. I mean that that's been around for FX a while. FX has but... had some good ones. Yeah, ABC Family, Justified's decent. Archer, I love Archer. It's good stuff out there. But yeah, nothing Lots really from stuff. the past. I don't want them to remake Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I feel like they would ruin a lot of things oh if they God, tried to remake remake them. I'd Dawson's, watch anything with James Vanderbeek. Dawson's Creek ruined Dawson's Creek by the ending of the show. Right. I refuse da- to believe that that's how it ended. Yeah. Doesn't Dawson Creek die? <laughs> the creek itself or Dawson? <laughs> the, the creek dries up. The creek done dried up. Dawson drowns himself in the creek. No, he doesn't. That would be a great ending to that series. No, it wouldn't. I agree. That'd That's be what I wanted to do after I saw the ending. <laughs> and then, and then everybody'd be like, "Oh, that's why it's called Dawson's Creek." Actually, uh, I last time I watched it again, I stopped after the fourth season because I liked the way that ended, and that was the ending I wanted. There you go. So what happens? I don't even know. got your Dawson's Creek fill for the evening. <laughs> what happens? I don't know. I've never seen it. Well, I don't want to ruin it for everyone. Just watch it. I'm not going to watch it. Just watch it. I'm too busy watching Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, straight up your alley, really. Katie Holmes is in it. A young Katie Holmes. Is it on Netflix? Uh, Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What's his name? Joe Jackson? Jackson. uh, uh, um, Charlie Conway. I was going to say Pacey. Pacey Witter. Charlie Conway. What's his real name? Something Jackson. Bo Jackson? <laughs> Just going to say Bo Jackson. I don't know. Michael Bo Jackson is all I can think of. I know that's not it. <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all I got for TV. Same. Didn't watch that much. I probably watched more than I think I did, but I don't remember anything that I, I watched. I know I watched more than I think I did. Yeah. I, actually, I was really into WWE back in the day. Yeah, I watched that too. It's another one I don't really like to talk about. <laughs> It's fun. Well, yeah, I mean, back then. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Hey. Mm. I think we'll call it an episode, right? I think so. Bedtime. Put a bow on it. Yeah. We hope to have a topic a little sooner uh, so we can let people know. 
for next week, but who knows what's going to happen with that. I like deciding day of podcast. <laughs> when does Last of Us come out? Next Tuesday. Do you want to do an episode on it, though? Because uh, no. we kind of already did. No, I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday it comes okay. out. So I will be playing it all Tuesday night into Wednesday. Beautiful. So, uh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. That'll do it for episode 157 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. And Neil. Signing <laughs> out. <laughs> Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.